what's poppin'? Looking for the goat, you got it. I'm impatient, no, I really don't like waiting, and I don't take no nonsense. I don't debate, I take no comments from a nigga that's fake that hate for profit. And I hate fake profits, no rage, when I'm on stage, no mosh pits. You gotta stand up and listen, I don't want no club collisions. When you gotta make a tough decision, understand niggas not gonna trust the vision. But motherfuck the niggas, I get love from the slums and subdivisions. They love a nigga, cause I does it, nigga, no one above me, nigga. Man, I got more drive than Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. I heard it, then I had to kill a beat, bro. Flow be tighter than a fucking speed. Cops kill us in the street three times a week, bro. Is we gonna be violent or be peaceful? Either way, I'm riding for my people. Fuck the clan, the Karens, and their people. They be disturbing the peace, bro. Wouldn't let that shit happen to me, though. Bitch, I'm really badass to your city. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wits, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Fresh Cut Gang, Icy Gang, Burr, nigga, Burr. We out here flossing on them. I know you see the boy, they call me Icy Mane. Out here today, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn. We are back, baby. Episode 151. We pod in the day, baby. Started off the pod with some new Jay Sand featuring Lamont. That shit was hard. I'm setting the tempo today. We setting the tempo. Brooklyn, how you doing today, my brother? I'm doing good, baby. I'm doing good. Feeling re- feeling re- refreshed, recharged. Yes. Revitalized. Ready to get back to it. Yes. Baby, come on. Me and B was on vacation. Doom is en route to Lafayette. He's on a plane. That's why he's not here today, but he'll be back next week. Me and Brooklyn went to the beach right before Corona Part 2 took out. I was, we kind of lucky, B. Like, it was... Keep it a buck with you, bro. We lucky as fuck, cuz. Cuz <laughs> they already they already starting to uh, close shit down and shit like that. They like, the beach has got to be closed on 4th of July and shit like that. And I'm like... Damn, my black ass was out there, you know, sunscreen on my face and everything. My nose started to peel when I got back out. But I got to say, you didn't go out. I didn't go out. We were staying six feet apart from people on the beach. Like, I stayed in my condo with my homies, and that was it. We didn't go nowhere. I was just about to say, um, what you call it, Uh, father-in-law went to the store, bought a whole bunch of shit. He's in the condo cooking and shit like that. Yep, same. Drinks, beer, stuff like that. We didn't really... Liquor, all that shit. We and just honestly, had it there, the condo, beach we condo, bought, that was it. We bought a lot of shit before we went. The only thing we went to the store for was just more liquor. So like, right. and we we didn't go nowhere, but I feel refreshed, recharged, ready to fucking pod. So much shit happened this weekend. And low key, I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a just, I'm gonna be, te- I'm going there today. We just going there. But before we do any of that, uh, today, I believe we have a special guest. And the reason why I say I believe is because I'm supposed to do the interview after we do this. But if the interview doesn't happen, then the guest <laughs> won't be on it. But hopefully it happens. So this week's guest should be rapper Otaku God. He is an anime rapper. Super, super dope. Really, really good. He's part of uh, Otaku Underworld with my guy, Krista. He's he's also uh, part of a group with Richie Branson, former guest on the Bruce Dick Podcast. Shout out, Richie. But hopefully everything goes through. So Otaku God's on this episode. If not, he'll be on next week's. But B-Man, like, we, we were back. Also, we had the three-year anniversary while we were gone. I want to shout yep. out and say thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast, who listens to Anime Talk, who listens to Bros Who Binge, who listens to Primetime. If you listen to any show on the network, 
I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to Brooklyn, to Doom, to Schubert, to Justin, to Julian, to Charles, to Krissa, to everyone who works on this with me, who, who, who decided to go on this journey. I want to say thank you to y'all. And, and just thank you to everyone who listens because y'all are the reason why we do this. I put out a letter, just of my thoughts. B-Man, three years, brother. We've been, we've been in this three years deep. Facts, bro. Three three birthdays and shit. You some old ass motherfucker, cuz. Goddamn. <laughs> shit, bro. You always uh, talk to me back then, you being old. But you the same that. age as me. If so you what? older than me. I got me, a late kid. birthday. I got a late birthday, cuz. My birthday in November. You old. You you turning 27 in November. Not turn 26 in November. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay, okay. I just got a late, late. birthday. All right, bad. Yeah. I thought you was the the the, the old the, the one up of me. I was oh, gonna nah, get on nah, your nah. ass. In, in in New York, there's no cutoff date. For okay. uh, for schools, so you can go to school at four. It don't matter. Oh, real? That shit. And then, then we both came back fresh, cut it up. You you a little deeper looking like Antoine Fitcher, Derek Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother, like they about to send me off to war, some shit like that. Looking, you're like jarhead, bro. List. You facts, bro. You are out here. But speaking of of enlisting, and look, before we get to this topic, I just want to let my my point be known on why I'm so upset. My best friend since I was in kindergarten. Like my first, my best, actually, we, we, we met each other the summer of before first grade. So right after kindergarten, my best friend, this dude is like my brother. He's in the military. My friend, my two of my other good friends just joined the military. My cousin was in the military. So I have a respect, the utmost respect for the people in the military. So this is why this pains me a lot. But it was reported that Trump was briefed about Vladimir Putin putting bounties on American soldiers, so the, all those soldiers that were dying in Afghanistan, it was so Vladimir Putin would say, go kill these soldiers and I'm going to pay y'all. Trump knew about this, hasn't done anything, hasn't said anything. He hasn't condemned anybody. And for all those people who were upset about Kaepernick, disrespecting the military, not kneeling, doing this, well, your president is fucking committing treason. How do you guys feel about that? That's, that, that is just, to me, that, that's, more ice cream scoops into the bowl of just fuckery that is Trump. I don't know how anybody can can argue for this man to be president at this point. I mean, honestly, bro, they don't be arguing with facts. They just be saying shit. Honestly, bro, like and like all it all it proves is how messed up our education system is. Yeah. To be honest with you, bro, because like these motherfuckers will be having no facts, bro. They'll be having no facts. At all. Like, they got nothing to bring to the table. They, you know what they facts be? They they want to say stuff about about Obama or Bush. And I'm thinking to myself, like, listen, no matter how much of an idiot Bush was, or no matter how much, you know, having to deal with the, uh, you know, the uh, the recession and bringing that back and whatnot and the health care, whatever they want to say, blah, blah, and, blah. And look, Bush and Obama both did war crimes. Let's, let's call right, it... Right, exactly. Mm, so. But when... When we talk about just straight fuckery from the time he took oath to now, like, bro, this is Nixon type shit. Yeah. Like, uh, this is nuts, bro. This yeah. is nuts. Super nuts. Like, and my thing is, it's like, how can we reelect this guy? So, like, Republicans would say, oh, Democrats are just lying, doing this. They, they don't care. Like, oh, Trump is doing good for the thing. But it's like, now it's like, okay, y'all didn't care about the racist comments. Y'all didn't care about the comments that he made about John McCain. Y'all didn't care about the LGBTQ issues, how he doesn't care about them. He, you, y'all didn't care about the, how he doesn't care about women. Will y'all care now that he doesn't care about our military? Like, nah, bro. What will it take? Like, it's like, this dude is just a fuck 
on all levels, there's no way you can justify Trump being a president. I understand some of y'all are like, oh, we don't fuck with jump off Joe. I don't fuck with jump off Joe. But how can I elect Trumpito, who is knowingly allowing Vladimir Putin to put bounties on American soldiers? That is treason. That is anti-America. That is everything you people preach about that you don't think Black Lives Matter and all these other organizations care about America, where your fucking president doesn't care about America. Oh, he care about it himself, bro. This is, in this the is, paper, in the dollar, that's it. Yeah, bro. What this is doing for him is, is strictly a strategic move for when he get out the office, right? Yeah. For him to be able to make his bread. And now he got and these trade with Russia. partners. Yeah, he gonna have these new business partners when he get out the office. And like I was telling somebody the other day, most presidents don't make their money in the office. They no, make their money after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Or before. So, yeah, or before. But like when it comes to like the paper, paper, like ten million a, a, an appearance, uh, fucking fifty mil for a book sign and this oh, and that. They be getting more, bro. He he gonna get a hundred mil for a podcast deal, bro. Watch. He gonna get something crazy, bro. And then they gonna be looking at him. They gonna be looking at him. And they're gonna try to justify saying, oh, you know, inflation is why he made more than those other presidents did. Like, nah, it's all the sneaky shit he did is why he made more than other presidents after the fact. Bro, I got in an argument on Twitter with I'm not gonna call out the people or whatever because <laughs> I, I, I I'm I'm not gonna do that, but it was just a lot of ignorance on Twitter. And basically, this one person said that Trump wasn't racist and and Trump boosted the like Trump's the reason why all of the black unemployment is so so low and 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 Trump boosted the economy and and yes Trump played a factor but if you don't acknowledge that Obama was the start like you you can't just boost the economy in 3 years for right. you you can't do it by yourself I agreed with the person that yes Trump played a part in it but it was partly Obama and then to say he's not racist that's just ignorant there's been multiple times where he he, he himself might not be racist, but he fans the flames of racism and, and sparks his base. To, nah, nah, bro. Sparks nah, his bro. racist we, we base. We call it a spade a spade. Call it. Nah, I, you mean, I think he's racist. Spade, I do. Yeah, he is, bro. Listen, there's so many, there's, there's too many examples. He's definitely elitist. Yeah, there's too many examples. And then, like, you seen the shit that he had retweeted about the... With oh, the, the white power shit? Yeah. Yeah, come on, bro. That's it. That's it, yeah. bro. After no, that, right. I don't want to hear no... There's no... Oh, he's just on this side and they on that side. No, no, no. At this point, as, as the leader and as the, the head of the executive branch, you're supposed to be in the middle when it comes to shit like that. Right. You're supposed to present the facts and let the people decide. Instead, you force them to see what you got in the back of your head that nobody should really know about. If it's something like that. Yeah, and look, it's like that's my thing. That's that, and and you're right. I should call it spade a spade because before I would argue that he fans the flames of racism, and he, but no, he is at this point, he has shown racist behavior. He has shown yes. racist <laughs> actions. He might not say, "Oh, I hate niggers," but like the actions that he does shows that he doesn't like people of color. He doesn't like necessarily women. He he only likes rich white males, poor white males. Y'all shouldn't be, I know y'all think he fuck with y'all, but he don't. His comments in the 90s and early 2000s, he was like, I don't want those poor white people living in my building. I don't want these, these, and I'm not going to say the word, but y'all know the, the bread-like cookie that comes 
in a rich form. He said he don't want them rich in his in his uh in his uh, housing departments. I'm not gonna say it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Like Trump does not <laughs> care for anybody that's not a rich white male. And the thing is, though, right? The people that go the hardest for him are the poor white males. I don't understand. I don't get it. They don't. He well, does not fuck with the, the poor whites. Period. Not even yeah, just the men. Because women too. You right. They be the women be riding like, hard, and he don't give a ride fuck ride. about y'all. Them Karens like, out there. He will flip your body for some organs quick, baby. Like, what you talking about, son? Like, he do not care about you. His best friend was Jeff. You gonna wake up with who, a kidney missing. What's good with you? Y'all know who Jeff is? <laughs> Him and Jeff were pulling tricks in Mar-a-Lago. Come on, bro. <laughs> That shit, that, shit don't make, that, that shit don't make no that sense, bro. Like, like that's, but that's how he get it, and that's why he choose places like, like, uh, for for example, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, as you know, I had my you know little stint there six months, and other than other than the the really rich community where I lived in, like, and where I worked at, the rest of Tulsa, Oklahoma is very poor. poor. Yeah, yeah. men is running amok like crazy, bro. Like. That's his people. Gotta applaud the the young white and black and just the young Gen Z TikTokers, the K-pop fans. The, they bought so hey, many Rick tickets. Rick rolled him, bro. Yo. Come on, son. <laughs> that happened while we was going too. That's Yo, they bought all the tickets to the Trump rally on on the day after Juneteenth, and that bitch was empty. Because like, nah, yeah, bro. Oh no, I was just gonna say, I know you saw that that coon of a black man that was like, oh, it's not empty, and he was just. Jigging and, and percolating, yeah. uh, just being a coon. So I, I spoke to one of the reporters. Shout out to my friend uh, Tatiana. She was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, I was like not on the fence about it, but like I was a little scared to go out there because I was, you know, I didn't know if they were going to be out there trying to bash the media." And she's like, "We get out there, it's like six o'clock in the morning, the day of," and mm-hmm. she's like, "There's no line. There's no line." Bro. She's yes. like, "She's like, there's like." It like that are the the BOK Center is fucking huge. huge yeah. It's fucking huge, bro. Like I want to say, Jay Balvin came when I was there, bro. Pack Latina honeys was everywhere, bro. When I tell you, she said that there was probably a hundred people scattered across, I mean, around the arena, and she's like, "That's like four city blocks for for there to be a hundred people scattered around a hundred city block. I mean, a hundred people around four city blocks. That's nothing. Yeah, that's a that's a regular day." And, and Fox was trying to zoom in so you don't see the background. Bro, and she it was said that laugh was, tracks. Bro, that she shit said they hilarious. were so zoomed in, bro. She said she was looking at the reporters like, why are you so damn close? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they had to add laugh tracks is hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, come on, bro. Y'all doing too much. Like, what what uh, what team got uh, in trouble for adding fake crowd noise? <laughs> I know like, you're talking about. That's how, they, that's how they was acting, bro. I'm like, not a sporting event. What y'all doing? <laughs> it's just look. I'm not gonna tell y'all who to vote for, but it's just like, come on, fam. We gotta do something to where this man is not in office. Like we gotta do something because he does not support the American people. And like I said, leading up to it, y'all already know on election day, at least for the first one, and and come November, I'm gonna do it too. But um, let me pull up the date because I can't say for every player. I can just say for Louisiana, what rows you think is gonna do. Hold next on. week? I got, I mean, the, next week. Oh, got the, the shit on my phone. Okay, here we go. All right, so Louisiana election dates is... We got on July the 11th and August the 15th. On, oh, yeah, no, I was on, right. Yeah, next week. <laughs> on both those dates, bros who think will be... I will be 
picking up people and bringing them to the polls. If you know someone that needs to be picked up and brought to the polls, email us at bros who think at outlook.com. Bros who think at outlook.com. Bros who think is all capitalized. Email us. You can DM me on Twitter. You can Facebook message me. I'm not going to give y'all my phone number because my girl's going to kick my ass. But y'all can just hit me up and I'll post a Facebook status. I'll post a tweet and y'all can put under there if your person needs a ride and y'all can contact me and I will be picking up people to bring them to the polls. This is my duty to try to help and make change. This is how you make change. You can't just talk. You got to be about action. So if you know anybody that needs a ride to the polls on July the 11th or on August 15th, let me know. I will be taking them to the polls. But let's move on. Enough Trump stuff because we will be talking more about. Oh, also arrest the cops with Breonna Taylor. Also, uh, we'll be talking more about this later in the show with uh, David Grubb and Charles Reese. But Elijah McCann, bro, or Elijah McCain, rest in peace, bro. I felt. And I know this is going to sound fucked up, but it's, it's just this is just the truth. I'm, I'm sad after all of these things, whether it's George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, all of those things are saddening and sickening to me. But you see the Elijah McCain thing, it hit a little different because homie was just a nerd. He was just a nerd walking home, drinking tea. He just reminded me so much of myself where he, he was an anime fan. He, he, he no criminal, like, and I know this is the distraction that they pull, but with this one, there's no excuse. There's None. no they got nothing, criminal they background. Got nothing. There's no, he was trying to run away. This dude was on the spectrum. Like he was just a nerdy guy trying to get home dancing and had a, had a mask on because of Corona. Like what more do we have to do to stop this shit, bro? That dude didn't like none of those people before deserve to die. So when I say this, don't be offended, but. This man did not deserve to die, bro. This is so saddening. This shit is sick, bro. Like, for the first time, like, I, I seen, like, you know, when they got all the negative things. There's nothing. I, I ain't seen not one person having a, any kind of argument because I'm like, bro, what, 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 what could can you, you say? possibly conjure up for this one? Please let me know. Like, I usually don't click on the comments, but I had to click on the comments under the um, under the video that they had of his yeah. last moments and shit. And I'm thinking to myself, like, let me see what these motherfuckers is up here can't saying. Say and there was nothing. There was nothing, bro. They had nothing. They can't say not a damn thing. And it's with this one and Breonna Taylor that just hurt me the most because you can't say anything. Like, that girl, like, I, I, I tweeted this the other day and I, I signed the petition and I, and I, and I put, it, put it in multiple places. But if America does not condemn these officers, if they do not arrest these officers, then America has failed Breonna Taylor. She was asleep in her house. Republicans, all of you state rights people getting the government out of, uh, getting the federal government out of local government and pulling back some of the reins of government, which your party believes in. What happened to Breonna Taylor is so anti-Republican where it's like, how can y'all allow that to happen? It's like, this is so anti what you believe. If you do not arrest these cops and you do not condemn these cops, then you're a fucking hypocrite. Uh, the biggest hypocrite. I'm, I got Ice Cube on my shirt today, baby. I, y'all know what time, what time, type of time I'm on. I'm on this doughboy time. It's serious, bro, because it's like, nah, that's so anti-American. America will have failed Breonna Taylor if these people do not get arrested. And I know we're in the second wave of COVID, but let's not act like the second wave of riots and protests is not going to come if George Floyd's killers do not go to jail, if Breonna Taylor's murderers do not go to jail. It will get worse. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, like you said, the uh, 
the the hypocrites are out here, bro. They 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 showing their ass like they boy, like like they orange boy. You know what I'm saying? They all showing their ass at this point. And hey, most of the for the past like ten years, all those cops have gone to trial and they got acquitted or whatever and whatnot. Qualified so, immunity. We got to get you know of that. if if it changes. Shout out to Colorado for actually changing doing it. That, and that's that's big. That's, that's real big. fucking change. And look, I know people are gonna get upset at me for saying this, like, but it's true. Getting Aunt Jemima change, getting some of these TV stations to change, like cancel Paw Patrol. That that's not fucking change. That's bullshit, and that's distractions. What Colorado did is actual change. That's a fact, bro. And then, like, the Aunt Jemima thing, I'm seeing, like, another side of the story that's saying, like, she she started the business on her own. She just needed some white person to help her promote it and take it places that she couldn't. So now I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a whole distraction. That, but I thought they, it was... I thought got two sides of the story. I thought it was owned by Quaker. That, that, that's, that's what it was. It was okay. her... It was her patent, I guess, or whatever. And oh, and they got Quaker her, to fate funded. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking to myself. Like, now that there's two sides of the story, I don't care anymore. Because mm. it's a distraction. Get the syrup out my face. Okay? Yeah, it's all distractions, bro. Like, all this Hollywood shit, all this other shit is distractions, and it doesn't matter. You changing a street sign to Black Lives Matter, that's bullshit. What really matters, and shout out to my boy Pierce in Denver, because he said that they were pushing for this heavy, for them to change qualified immunity. That is real. That's what yeah. needs to change across they, the 50 states and on the federal level. On for the for the second time in in the state's history, they are ahead of the, mm, they of are the curve. Of the yes, they yes. are ahead <laughs> of the curve once again. Colorado is showing us that you don't have to be majority black to to want equal rights for your citizens. You know what I'm saying? Talk like about they they're showing us that you don't have to be a certain color to deserve basic human rights. Like just do what's right. That's all they ask. That's all we ask. Gotta applaud the Cauc- the Caucasian people of Colorado because they Facts. they are about what they they are allies. Like that's ally shit right there, fighting for change. But shout out to Colorado. We got two more government things to go over before we get to the get to the wild and crazy shit going on in <laughs> pop culture because a lot of wild and crazy shit's going on. I want to ask you because this has been something that another distraction, but it's something that's been. Facebook, I've gotten a mini conversation with people that I know. I've gotten arguments on Twitter. I've, I've, this has just been something that me and my friends talked about on the beach. Like, this is, this is something that's just been, along with the whole situation of everything that's going on, this is something that people have been focusing on, on as a distraction. But I want to talk about it. What's your take on the Confederate statues? Uh, to be honest with you, bro, as far as, like, I, I had to... I learned a lot of stuff, right, inherently growing up in the Bronx and, you know, having friends that were actually have history in America and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, I get that. In Jamaica, we don't got no motherfucking statues of no motherfucking imperialists anywhere. They don't exist. That's not a thing. So, like, when I found out that they got them shits, I'm like, but why? And my mom's was like, well, I mean, because they, like, the founding fathers. I'm like, false. How? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And she's like, well, that's what they want you to believe. That's why they got them statues of it. She's like, there's not many in New York, because I want to say all we had was like uh, Columbus Circle. So we only had one. But she's like, the further south you go, the more. And like, and she's true. You know, yeah, no, I that, come down here and it's, they're everywhere. And I'm like, damn, they wilding down here. So for me, I get it. You don't want to see that shit. 
And on the other side about it erasing history, that don't make no fucking sense. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's this, still in the books. This is it's how I feel on about the internet. It. And I'm I'm gonna approach this in multiple forays, a multiple arrays because. The final array is something that someone posed it as the devil's advocate, and I'm gonna explain that as well. So part one, these people are fucking traitors. The Confederate statues are statues of fucking traitors. Someone Facts. argued to me that, oh, well, they're only traitors because of of uh with they lost? the outcome, because they lost. And he was like, <laughs> America was founded on people doing their beliefs or whatever, but it's only because they lost. Well, yes, it's because they fucking lost. The, History is decided by the victors. It doesn't matter if they were standing up for their beliefs or not. They lost in their beliefs were they were traitors of the country. Statues of war criminals should not be up. They are war criminals. We do not put up statues of war criminals and traitors. It doesn't matter if they were standing up for what they believe in. They were standing up for something and they lost. That's reason number one. I'm not even going to talk about the racist stuff, number one. Number one, they should not be up because they are anti-America. I'm calling out hypocrisy this episode. If you're going to get upset about Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the flag, you should be upset that there's statues of Confederate soldiers in America because they are anti-American, number one. Number two, they're racist. I mean, like, they come on, they're racist. <laughs> they fought for slavery. They fought for the the servant for the people of African descent to be in servitude for life. They fought for that. They fought for that. They fought for that. That's number two why they should be taken down. Number three, number three, you don't have to, the erasing history part. We're not asking you to destroy them. We're asking you to take them down off of city structures, off of viewing public. Put them in a Confederate history museum. There are Nazi museums. There are Holocaust museums where they show the evils of history and they explain both sides. Put them in a Civil War museum and put them on the evil side and explain... Put them on the L side. (laughs) Exactly. And explain how they were traitors to this nation and how they were conductors of evil. That's what you should do with the statues. You should take them down and put them in museums. Now, someone said, well, doesn't this open a can of worms that because of slavery, blah, 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 that we shouldn't have the founding fathers? And that's where I say, refer to point one. The founding fathers, yes, they did own slaves, but they're the founding fathers of this country. They weren't traitors. They weren't traitors to this country. That's why their statues can remain. Also, their statues can remain because they were the presidents and whatnot. It was a different time period. You cannot argue to me about Confederate statues being up because they were traitors to this country. I'm not saying take down the founding fathers because you can't do that, but you take down the Confederate statues because number one, they're traitors. Number two, they're racist. And number three, put them in a fucking museum. That's how I I feel about the Confederate statues. And there's no one that can argue me about any other point. Someone said they were art. Cool, they're art. Put them in a fucking museum. Like like you said, bro, the victors write the the history and like you said it was a different time period bro george washington and robert e lee are on two different spectrums they're two different people yes benjamin franklin and 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 jefferson davis and jefferson davis are two different people you know like as much as andrew jackson had his bags in the skeletons in the closet he's still better than general muton you know what i'm saying like this this this, this, president loser (laughs) president 
It's loot. Traitor. Traitors. Like, yeah. War criminals. That's just what it fucking is. Also, they were like, should we change names of street? Yes. Get all of the Confederacy out of America. You don't see Germany naming streets after the Third Reich. You don't fucking see that. Like, you don't. Change Jefferson Davis High School and name it fucking Andrew Jackson if you want. Name it Thomas Jefferson. I don't give a fuck what you name it. But get these hey, fucking hey, hold Confederate up. soldiers out of here. I did not know that that whole parish was named after a traitor. Yes! Oh, a traitor. A war criminal. That's what they are. Like He's in the wild for that Again, one. like I said, if you are against Colin Kaepernick and you, you think what he was doing is anti-American, then there's no reason why you should think these Confederate soldiers are any different because they're worse. They are war criminals. They're traitors. Change all the names in every city, state of anything that has to do with the Confederacy. I don't give a fuck if it has to do with the Founding Fathers. You're going to keep all of that. They're the Founding right. Fathers. But anything that has to do with those war criminals and traitors and racist motherfuckers, get them the fuck out of here. They, to me, the Confederate, and I, I said this last time, I do not, when I say this, I'm not detracting from anything those the Holocaust survivors went through because that was one of the, that was the worst mass genocide and one of the, the worst evil things that happened in history. But coming up right behind it is what the Confederate soldiers did to black people for 400 years, what the South did to black people for 400 years, what America did to black people for 400 years. So get those racist motherfuckers the fuck out of here. They're war criminals, one, racist motherfuckers, two. <laughs> so get them the fuck out of here. And and as they so oftenly say to us, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, our ancestors were on the wrong side of history. Tough break. Tough break, motherfucker. They were yeah. on the wrong side of history. Take that shit down. Take it Take down. down. Exactly. Get that shit out of here. Speaking of craziness in the South, this is the final government topic I got. But I just had to say this because when I read it, I was dumbfounded. And I read it to my girlfriend. I was like, you see, they don't care about <laughs> they don't care about women. So Arkansas has a law that allows rapists to sue their victims. Uh, so, and I know you might be like, huh, Lyndon, what? Let me explain. I got to pull it up on my phone because it's on my computer and I can't read it as well because it's kind of far away. So a new law in Arkansas is providing a common procedure for, second, for a second trimester abortion felony, but it, does, it, it allows rapists to sue their victims. In the sense of husbands, if they rape their wives or incest, if the if an incest happens and the wife decides to have or the woman decides to have an abortion, then the person who was the father can sue. Not necessarily just rapists that don't know each other, but if it's like a husband who abuses their wife and ends up having a baby and the wife doesn't want it, they can sue. Or if it's like a brother having sex with a sister, they can sue. Arkansas is on some wild and crazy shit. You know, Brooklyn, your face said it all. It was just I like, always what? thought Arkansas was wild. It was a wild place because, like, why would you add an AR to the end of another state and think it's cool? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, to the beginning of another state and think it's cool is just a whole different, you know, word and shit. <laughs> but, like, nah, this is nuts, bro. Like, they be taking the abortion, like, the abortion thing is like growing into something else. That and, is- like, it's so far away from what it's supposed to be at this point because of the, the, the stupid ass. Always trying to put rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. All the stupid ass, well, what if this happened? What if, bro, 
it's a woman's body, but and she, she has do the right. Yeah, what she wants to do with the body. Men, should how hard is that? Like, men should not be in government offices debating what a woman should do with their body. Like, I'm sorry. Right. Like, it should be a council of women that determine what they do. Like, it's yeah, the mic. Like, sir, do do you have a vagina? No. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Do you get pregnant? Like, I have no right to determine what a woman should do with their body. Like, all I like, can say is, I if now granted. This is a if if I'm in a relationship with someone and she and we get pregnant and I ask her to have the kid and she's like I don't want to then it should be like I don't know how you solve that situation but she doesn't want them, it. I don't think yeah. suing them is the I don't answer. think suing them is the answer exactly like if she doesn't want the kid and I do it's like tough nu- tough noogies bro like right. she don't want to be with you and she don't want that kid you can't you're force the wrong side you ex- you're the loser exactly <laughs> like 100 percent it's like damn I would love to have that kid but if you don't want it, I can't do nothing about that because that's your body and you have to go through the pregnancy. So Arkansas, wild, bro. What the wild fuck? as hell for that. And that's another thing. If you're a pro-life person and you are against and, and you are you are for all these police brutality killings, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Like this is going, you're anti you're a hypocrite. Also, America, church separation of church and state, much. We we I thought I thought. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing, for, bro. For another day. But that's all the government topics we have today. We'll be talking some more stuff with uh, David Grubb and Charles a little bit later on the show. Time for me in Brooklyn to bring toxicity back. Yes, it's back. Sway Lee, baby. Sway Lee has, you thought last year was a hot girl summer. This year is the hot boy anthem. Reality check. I need a reality check. I got to check on my ex, make sure she doing better than me. What's up, Sway Lee? That was a bar, Brooklyn. When I heard that, it was, I, it was, when it I heard was. that, I, I wanted to pee my pants. That's how crazy the shit was. <laughs> then nigga Sway Lee said, I got to check on all my exes, make sure she ain't doing better than me. No, no offense to his, uh, to his counterpart, but I've always, <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> for for Sway Lee to to break out and and do his toxic due diligence to to the to the public to the to the male race and and I, I finally see him starting to bring that to fruition. I can't be mad at that song. I can't. <laughs> I love that song, baby. It's like we just chilling and I'm like, oh, I'm listening. I'm like, oh, God, look, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm doing well for myself. Let me just make sure I'm doing better than you. <laughs> That's toxic to the third degree, and I love it. Sway, give us more of that. Slim Jimmy, you can stay on the side if Sway Lee keep giving us this heat. Facts, bro. Facts. Slim, I, I, I got no problem with that. Yeah, Slim, stay where you at, brother. But it is kind of fucked up. What happened to Slim Jimmy, man? He gone. He never really had the talent that Sway Lee did, and I know <laughs> he knows that. It's, a, it's like the same thing with, with Takeoff. Mm. Oh, did they they solo album? But Takeoff can rap though. I gotta give he it. He can, to him. he can. But as far as like the like, it, it brings me to like we we always talked about uh the Kobe the Kobe Duncan thing. Mm. Takeoff doesn't have the it factor. He does not. He does not. He has a lot of talent, but he has no it factor. Like none, zero <laughs> it factor, bro. He's not a people person. He's not. He's not funny. He's not like. He's an introvert to the highest Something to look degree. at. He's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he does him, and he raps, and then he collects the bag, and he's gone. That's it. Like, 1,000%. No, you're right. And 
that's just how it is. He 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 is not the entertainer, just like Slim Jimmy. If I'm Slim Jimmy, all I'm doing is I'm if Slim Jimmy should just go DJ places. Well, now he can't tour, but before right. he should have just went DJ, do live events, pop ups, make as much money as he can, and then invest in the other things because this rapping shit not gonna get him his break. Hell no, bro. Hell no. Because I, when I realized that Sway Lee was writing, writing for Beyonce, song, yeah, producing this, the producing the beats, I knew it was uh, over with. Getting the getting the, the the fucking samples cleared from who knows fucking where in China, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah. He got everything. <laughs> what is Slim Jimmy doing? I'm confused. Slim Jimmy just his brother. He's just along for the ride. That ass. When Unforgivable came out, that should have told Slim Jimmy all he needed to know. But if we being honest, when Beyonce dropped Formation, that should have told Slim that's... Jimmy like, yo, oh, maybe shit. I need to maybe yeah. I need to get my shit together because let me this go shit invest in Starbucks. Way. It's a McDonald's or something. Fuck. He Yo, said, so Jimmy got the money. He should have bought a bunch of wing stops and like Buffalo. What? Like he should have did bro. something. He yeah. got to do something, bro. Cause yeah, like, cause when information came out. I'd have been starting to invest my shit. Word two. <laughs> right I'd then and like, there. We're not a group anymore. This nigga's a solo yeah. act. <laughs> Facts, bro. As soon as that happened, I'd have been like, and you know what's funny? Cause I think it started kind of to to go that way because that's when they did the the double album shit where yep. half of it was one and that. That was right after like, Unforgettable. Slim was like, shit. <laughs> and that's why the second one was so short because Formation came out and then Sway was like, whoa, the second one came out, it was real short. And yeah. then Unforgivable came out and then it was like, oh, we're going to do the outcast where Sway Lee gets aside, Slim gets aside, and we both, nigga, Slim Jimmy, you are not big boy. <laughs> like, yeah, like nigga, you're not, you not Sir Lucius Left Foot. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, you don't want to hear that shit. Big boy can actually rap, but on top of that, big boy's musically inclined. Like, exactly. And big boy can work with Sleepy Brown and sound just as good as him and Andre 3000, if not better, because the, the, the big boy Sleepy Brown songs are incredible. Exactly. So, like, for me, yeah. Sway Lee doing his thing, bro. Shout out to him. That's all I can say Slim about Jimmy that. need a reality check. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> just to bring it full circle. Oh, shit. All right. Next up, we got... Let's see. We're going to keep it on music before we get to some relationship shit. Before we get to the verses, let's talk about the verses owner. Bro, Swiss Beast beefing with Drake. Told Drake he was going to shoot his plane out the sky? What the fuck is going on? So I'm going to start off with every every time we bring him up, I got a shout out to my high school. Shout out to Swiss. Me and Swiss went to the same high school, Harry S. Truman. Oh, Bronx, shit. Feel me? Real. Uh, Swiss Y'all alumni. He a, a toxic nigga. Because that's what we create. We create toxic niggas, bro. That tell you that they're going to do crazy shit like that. <laughs> and when I heard that, I said, bro, this nigga been at the Bronx so long. He's still saying wild shit like that. What's he said he was going to shoot their plane down. Like, nigga, first of all, how long have you known that you look like a terrorist anyways? You can't say stuff like that, my nigga. <laughs> you already look like that. Like, you can't say shit like that, nigga. They gonna pull you to the side in the back room of TSA next time you go fly, nigga. Like, when I said that, I'm like, Swiss, you look like a terrorist. Don't say shit like that, bro. Like, regardless of what you and Drake going through, bro, keep it, keep it under wraps. Gotta keep that under wraps. And Buster's like, Drake, when he was- it's Drake, bro, come on. When Buster heard all that, because all of this apparently happened because Drake didn't put out a song with Buster Rhymes, but it has to be deeper than that with Swiss. It has because, to be, bro. Because Swiss-, Swiss, there's no way. Swiss wanted to make Meek Mill's diss track, and apparently they had beef since Thank Me Later because Drake didn't want to make a fancy video, but it has to be deeper than that, too, because I there's think- no way you're going to say you want to shoot somebody playing down. And Buster's face the whole time was like, whoa, whoa, I don't have no beef with Aubrey. So Buster's a smart motherfucker, right? He know what to do. He's always known what to do. So of course he had to make sure he had to save face. But I think 
a lot of the old heads don't like Drake, if I'm being honest with you. And I think after the fancy thing, he was already leaning to one side and he was like, okay. And then with the but with he the, made with his the, with wife, the out, he made one of his wife's biggest songs. With the fallout with Jay-Z, when when Drake and Jay-Z fell out, I already know everybody knows what side the old head producers took. True, but him and Jay-Z, him and Jay-Z cool now. They're more cool than like him and Jay-Z don't have no beef no more. So it's like, I don't know, man. Don't, Nick, don't old know. niggas just be hating on Drake for no reason. And and that's the thing, bro. I'm telling you, sometimes it just be they just mad at the, yeah, bro. I'm, especially when it comes to like the older producers and the money they didn't make mm. off of some of them songs. It's just like bitterness that they can't let go. Like, it's, because like he didn't get, he didn't have the, you know, the mental capacity to do what Dre did and invest his money into things and become what Dre became. Unlike Timberland and these niggas. It's like, not Drake fault DMX didn't turn out to be what Swiss wanted DMX nah, to nah, be. Nah. It's not Drake's fault that DMX took all the money and did cool. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. I didn't want to I mean, say it, that's, but yeah. That's the problem. Now, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. You know how many times I've seen that cokehead walking the streets of New Rochelle after high school? Like, after school, we would be, like, chilling, bro. And they're like, yo, ain't that X? I'm like, don't go over there. Like, what you mean? Like, we don't know if he's sober or not, nigga. He can <laughs> bite your head off, nigga. Like, I'm not going over there. Like, I ne- or to my mother, I never went over there. Like, I, didn't, bro. I was always scared. I'm like... <laughs> Nah, because what if he not sober? Said, Don't go over there. <laughs> bro, if he not sober, he knocked my head off my shoulders, bro. Oh, shit, this nigga's stupid. <laughs> or he on the come down and he knocked my head off my shoulders. All I could think of was him knocking my head off my shoulders. And I'm like, nah. He, he made the right decision. Yeah, I'm not going over there, bro. I'm not going over there. Yeah, man, it's just like, I, I had so much respect for Swiss. He was in this positive zone, 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 right. like... And it's just so like, oh, nigga, you're not in this positive mind state. And, and they finally the making, horse. you know, he finally came up with some the versus thing that's getting off the the ground. I'm thinking to myself, Drake like, not doing a verse, okay, let go of the let go of the bitterness. Why are you still holding on so tight to that shit? Like, come on, bro. Like, he be killing me with that shit, bro. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. It's, it's like, it, it really is the old bitterness. I think that's really what the 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 main thing is, though. It has to be the bitterness, bro, because unless he fucked uh, Alicia, Keys, Alicia don't know and about I don't it. believe. I don't man. know what Drake. I don't know what Drake could have done to him, and because that, that's literally that's the only thing I can think of that can make you this bitter. The shit, yeah, the shit, motherfucker, playing out the sky. <laughs> that's the I mean, only kind of bitter way I can think of. I mean, shit, Drake did it to drama, so like Drake did smash drama girl, but I'm not gonna believe that, like. Drake, Alicia Keys does not seem like that type of woman unless it happened d- during the, the fireworks era. Yeah, yeah. I think it, had, it probably happened before. He's just a hater. I don't know. Is he's that, like, she's seen her vagina, so I don't like him. Like, come and, on, and bro, Chubb, bro, Chubb bro. hit him with the next time you see us around, keep that same energy, pussy. <laughs> Chubb said, fuck that. Man, them over your mad ting. <laughs> Look, all I know is Swiss. Will make a lot more enemies than he will make friends choosing his bitter ways rather than like if working he would just with be the younger positive, generation. Imagine if he was positive, we could get a Drake and Kendrick versus. But because because he's not trying to put that bitterness aside, we'll never get that. Drake not doing no versus. Fuck no. Nah, and Drake low. was always in the ch- in the chat talking and whatnot. And then Swiss started showing that bitterness. Drake hasn't been in a versus chat room since. Like I'm like. Thinking to myself, like, if you get in all these artists to be in the, you know, to be in the chats, what, what, what's the problem, bro? What's the issue? 
Yeah, there shouldn't be no, like Boy Wonder did versus. Now you're not going to get 40 to do it ever. 40 Hell not no. going to do it at, like Boy Wonder probably. Drake probably mad that Boy Wonder did it now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, come on. Like, all you got to do is save face. You got something off the ground. Fuck, fuck the stupid ass. Yeah, whatever you got. Yeah. You saw Joe Button said, fuck all that. Not him and Drake. Cool. I th- and I have a prediction that when Drake dropped his album, Joe Button getting the interview. He, I believe I, that. I have a feel like he could get it now. Like, and that's cool? what I'm saying, bro. It's like, once you realize that that shit don't mean nothing, bro, like, it don't mean nothing, bro. You got to let that shit go. And y'all have no reason to beef. Like you said, it's it's pettiness or it's over a girl. And both reasons should not be a reason for men to be beefing. In unless 2020. He, None of those things are relevant in 2020. I know it. I unless, know he hit, unless he hitting your kid or doing something to your child, that's the only reason why y'all should beef. Right. Like, if it's not relevant in 2020, you got to let that go, man. Yeah, you got to let that shit go. But speaking of verses... It was New York. Bust out the Scullies. Bust out the 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 uh toilet the paper fits. bandanas. <laughs> Bust out the Yankee fitteds. Bust out the jerseys. It was F A B O L O U S versus Jada Kiss. Who Jada smoked his ass. But would you think of the battle? I know you. I know you not big on Fab. Would you nah, think bro. my I resident New Yorker? I think. <sighs> Like like I said, going into it, I was already leaning on Jadakiss side because I've always been a bigger like growing up, it was like for me, my my two shout out to my two bald mixtape legends, uh Jada and, and Jeezy, you feel me? For me, mm-hmm. those two was always they, those always my guys. Over the 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 Ja Rules and the and the fabulous and the you know, I'ma make songs for the ladies. <laughs> I don't got time for that. Like, as you know, I'm a big T Grizzly fan because I'm into that. Put the mask on. Let's go rock. Let's go run up in this nigga house. You feel me? So, so silly. I was already on Jada's side. And then when Fab came out there with that weak ass DJ. Yeah. And then Jada was like, it wasn't even like, I thought Jada was reffing the shit for a Jada second. was shocked. Like Jada was so shocked that Fab didn't play none of his hits. Like I didn't. Jada was like looking over there like, what you yo, cut that shit off. Cut that shit off, bro. What the fuck is that? Like, And look, I was, it's funny enough because shout out to B-Dot of Rap Radar. I was in B-Dot's live before the battle, and me and B-Dot was talking about the verses, about how, uh, who you thought would win. B-Dot picked Jada, and I was like, I'm a big Fab fan because of Soul Tapes. And B-Dot was like, I don't expect him to play no Soul Tape because it's 20 songs. And I was like, you're right. But B-Dot was like, he should play the hits, and if he played the hits, it'd be close. Fab didn't even play the hits. Fab no, didn't bro. play no Soul Tapes, not really many summertime shootouts. Fab was trying to play his street records, the street record with Jada, and it was like, like nigga, you got no good street record, bro? You- Got no street hood nigga. You a street hood nigga trying to get some pussy. We already know what you're about. He didn't even play his his good street songs. I was like, what are you doing? And then after, when it was running through like the songs they could have played, Fab played like seven songs in a row that was hits. And everybody in the comments was like, Jada. Matter of fact, I was like, what? Jada started calling out songs for the dude to play play, for Fab. When that happened, I'm like, yo, take that DJ and throw him outside. When I saw that, because like Jada dead ass walked over. To him, it was like, no, 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 play this. Jada, that, Jada that's said he, Fab's he prepared hit. for two weeks. It just shows Jada cared. Fab was just bullshitting around. Because that's all he do. And, and <laughs> to me, I thought this would be better for, for Fab than, than anybody than else. Because yeah. Jada doesn't really have any bad publicity. Fab had a really rough 2019. He did with his wife and everything. Yeah. I thought to myself, oh, look at you. You get a chance to turn this shit around. Yep. And here you go, not taking shit seriously. And I'm thinking to myself, like, 
Yep, that's like your career, nigga. We don't take you serious no more. Get up <laughs> oh out of here, Fab. Pack that shit up. Word I'm a two. big Fab fan, and this shit hurt my heart. So like, damn. But Jay, but Jada won that shit easily, like easily. super easy. He didn't even play Reservoir Dogs. He didn't play some of his like lock shit. I was like, oh. And Jada even said it like on the Joe Button podcast this week. He was like, I was gonna play all that shit, but when Fab didn't play the hits, I was like, oh well, this shit over with. I'm gonna just get drunk. Yeah, that bro, he was that ass too, yeah. bro. Like he was saucy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That nigga was tore up from the flow up. All right, but speaking of uh music and speaking of a Jada, let's get to another Jada, cause this shit is crazy. Yo, Brooklyn, what is up with your mans, bro? What is up with your man's August Alcina? What is going on? August Alcina dropped a new album, was talking about his relationship with Jada, went on a breakfast club and basically was like, yeah, uh, me, and, me and Jada was in an open relationship. I asked Will for his blessing and I got it. And then Jada's reps reports that August's comments were absolutely not true. But let me play a little devil's advocate because it was reported that Will Smith was fooling around with Margot Robbie during the time of Focus, during the time of Suicide Squad. So that might have been they was in an open relationship with a lot of uh, Jada to get with August. Do you believe that Jada Pinkett Smith was with August Alcina? <laughs> this is what I think. They fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the open relationship thing, that's August trying to get his name trending, trying to get the clicks so people download his new album. Shout out to you, <laughs> but I'm not downloading it. You it was washed 26 up. songs. Like, I'm sorry, bro. We already went over this with Chris Brown. I don't care who you are. You're not Michael Jackson. I'm not downloading 40 songs. So, thanks. when I saw that, I'm thinking to myself, like, that, literally, bro, I swear to you, when I seen he was trending and it was for that, the first thing I did was get on my phone <laughs> to see if he dropped something new. And I was like, of course you did. So that's when I went and I found the Breakfast Club interview and I'm like, you corny. Yeah, you corny, super, you corny, you corny. corny. And I think of myself as like, on what side of the river does New Orleans grow these corny niggas on? Because we got to eradicate them, okay? Because I am confused, bro. Like, you can't keep using the same thing to get your name buzzing. Also, bro, like, isn't, a, isn't it like man code that you don't kiss and tell? Like, but he keep kissing and telling the same story, bro. It's the same story. And, like, you could tell your boys, but you don't tell it, like, in a public. Like, I'm not going on the internet telling all the bodies I caught. But, like, you could talk right, to your like, boys about your body. Like, that's, that's a private situation. Right, bro. You don't, get on, you don't get on the breakfast club that you know is streamed and played in, on, uh, on radio stations from Maine to fucking Alaska to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Uh, who you been in bed with, bro? That's not a thing, bro. That's not that's what super corny. Yeah, just, bro. Like, like you said, just to sell records. Like, and August is talented. Like, I don't get why he keeps doing this. Like, there's no need crazy, to do all of that. Bro. What was that? Who was who was the niggas that he got to argument with? Was it was it Trey Songs and these niggas and Chris Brown and yeah. them? Yeah. Like when he did that, he shot himself in the foot, bro. How are you supposed to collab with the dudes that was your idols become your rivals? He took it way too seriously, right? He, he made he made these rivals not even want to get in the studio with him. So now you got nothing to hold on to but this little, little ass relationship thing that you think was bigger than what it was from what when was this? 2016, 2017? Yeah, like the first 20, time you talked 2016. about this? Yeah, he like, talked about this in the first time I we heard about it was in the 2017, early 2018. Right when the and red like, table talk was starting. Bro, what are we doing? You can't still be talking about this, bro. It's 2020. It's a pandemic. I don't give a fuck about your old fling, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a pandemic. Why are we talking about you banging Jada Pinkett Smith? And like, I Four know, years I, ago. 
I know Will is salty. Like, if I'm Will, shut your fucking ass up, nigga. If if I'm Will, I'm not salty. I'm laughing. Because I'm like, Jada, I told you that this nigga... Yeah, this nigga was corny. Yeah, I told you he was going to run his mouth. And you told me... Mind my business. So you know what I'm doing right now? Mind I'm out of my fucking business. You get ahead and bring yourself on red table explain this shit. I'm out of here. Like, Yeah, she got to explain it because now it's looking bad. Like, you see, at least I got to say Will. Will know how to pick him. Margot Robbie exactly. ain't saying shit. All we like, saw was the chemistry on Focus, and that was a damn good movie. That was probably the last good Will Smith movie. Focus was good. Exactly. Man. And all I can think about to myself is she's got to either say, she's either got to come clean about it or she's got to be like, this nigga lying. <laughs> yeah, like, it's either got to be like, I gave him some pussy and now he wilding, or we ain't never had sex. He ain't never even seen my titties. He, he lying. lying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be one or the other, bro. Because Either like, way, it it's entertaining. Yeah. but And that's all That's all August is thinking. I'm thinking to myself like, yo, I don't think you realize you're not Kanye, bro. Bad publicity do not work for you, my nigga. Because we're not downloading that 26 album track shit. That's true. And even with Kanye, we're not downloading that 26 album. That, that shit is 26 trash. 26 track album, not downloading 26 tracks for you, nigga. Crazy, bro. Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, find better side niggas because this nigga Facts, is a clown. That's literally, that's what's, that's, that's literally what's coming out of this. Find somebody better on the side. Please. Yeah, this nigga's a clown. But speaking of the Will Smith family, we got to stay on it because they do have some sad news. And I didn't know about this. My girlfriend had to explain who this nigga is. But fuck Shane Dawson. This is some Jeffree Star makeup nigga. And I blame all you women out there for making these niggas popular. But this nigga Shane Dawson apparently had a video where he had Willow Smith's picture up and he was like faking jacking off and like saying like, I'm going to beat my meat back and forth like my hair when she was 11. And then like, Jaden, Jaden and uh, Jada came out on the internet like, fuck you, Shane Dawson, you're a creep. Will need to go to that nigga house and bust his ass. Like, Will need to stop being si- Like, Will, before all of this pandemic shit, was making multiple videos, making big IG productions. But when it's time for Black Lives Matter, his ass is silent. And when his daughter is on the internet getting told by Shane Dawson he wants to masturbate to her, this nigga silent. Like, Fuck this nigga Shane Dawson. Like, I'm losing respect for Will, bro. Will need to come out and say something. I am not shocked one bit. Like, if I had to pick five celebrities that I didn't think would say anything, I'm sorry, bro. Will was on the top. Will was on the tippy top of that list. The only other, the only other big name that I thought of that wasn't going to say nothing was Denzel. But see, Denzel did action. Yeah. We, Will, saw, we saw that video of Denzel going to get them people from getting arrested. Where was the one was, was but this is not on social media one. too. Nah, he's not. But where was number one on my list? I knew that when he stopped making videos, I was like, yo, he's going. Like he going go. Crazy, bro. He going, like he, he what, went what LeBron call it when he when he going to play oh, zero dark thirty. <laughs> I knew that's what we was gonna do. I'm like, yo, this nigga is a fucking puppet. He big time puppet. And like the fact is, okay, cool. You don't want to say nothing about Black Lives Matter, but y'all, you you're not gonna say nothing about this dude that's. Talking about no. your daughter? That shit is disgusting. You have to let your wife and son say something? He, he stay quiet on everything, bro. And I guess that's just the way he's always been. And they've just accepted it as a family. But, like, fuck Yo, that fuck shit. Shane Dawson, bro. <laughs> I, if anybody said, like, like, nah, nigga, I'm I'm to the point to, like, that's like if somebody said something about Thea and you not saying that. Hey, that's nah, what I'm saying. Nigga, like, that's you weird, saying something bro. and I'm saying something. We going to whoop that nigga ass. Right. Like, like, fuck that. Weird, bro. Like, why would you think that that's okay for you to be stay for you to stay silent on this, like, and then like, I don't want to, I don't want no. And this is another thing that I think he may do, and I don't want it. I don't want to hear your reflections on what happened in the past three months 
yeah, like you was away from social media trying to unplug and trying de- to decompress. Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. And I'm telling you, Lynn, he going to do it. He going to tell us how he a red table special. Yeah. And unplug so that it wouldn't uh, create a- this. This 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 hate in my heart that I had as a kid, and it was bringing it back to you, bro. I can I can envision the bullshit now, and I'm like, well, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, you- I I don't know if you listen to um to all the smoke. Oh, uh, uh, that's a that's the older oh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Yes, yeah. When they they had brought Jamie Foxx on there, and he was talking about you know like what he'd been doing and shit like that, and like he Jamie he a real about, one. Yeah, he he talked about like how um the they asked him about the Django thing, and you know. Will was like, that's one of the things on his list is that he would never play a slave type shit. And I was like, you would never play a slave because he trying to, you know, separate himself from yeah, that. Yeah, from that. Yeah, exactly. Completely. That's why he would never say anything about this stuff because he doesn't want to... After and, and Quinn Quinn wanted Will to be Django, and but yeah. I'm glad Quinn didn't choose him because I don't think Will could have did it. And and this goes to something that I saw on Twitter that shout out to Marcel P. Black. He was talking about best black actors, and he was like, Will shouldn't be on that list because Will can only play one note type of character, the hero blockbuster. He can never get into like serious dramatic roles. He can never get into that villain role. He can never be into the. And I think I think he made a good point because like I don't think Will could have did Django. Django. And like you said, he Will's trying to detach himself from that blackness experience, and he's trying to be wholesome for everybody. Whereas yeah. Jamie's like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm doing what what is a good role, and I'm doing what matters. Motherfuckers, I could do Django, and I could do Annie. Fuck, is you talking about, nigga? Like, yeah, no, Will, Come on, bro. I, Will is not in a good view right now of myself. No. This is from the Shane Dawson shit to the Black Lives Matter shit is disgusting. But I gotta applaud Jada and Jaden for taking up for their sister and daughter. But you should. That's that's your sister and daughter. Like, what? Exactly, bro. It shouldn't even be a question. It a shouldn't question, even... yeah. Like, now I'm But I blame these morals. bitches. I blame all you bitches who all obsessed with these makeup people and don't realize these makeup people are rapists and creeps. Yeah, and on top of that, like, bro, they just doing it for the clicks. Everybody know... How do you not know that, bro? Like... Like, fuck Jeffree Star, fuck James Charles, fuck all them niggas. All like, them, fuck all them fucking, fucking racist rapist niggas. Fuck you niggas, bro. Fuck Shane Dawson, nigga gone. But uh, all right, next up we got, uh, but let's get into some more beefs. Academics, bro. Super clown, clown number one on the clown list. This nigga f- supporting Jerry Six Nine because I don't call him by his name. That nigga Jerry Six Nine, <laughs> rat. <laughs> it's academics all about supporting him, but but beefing with Freddie Gibbs, talking about Freddie Gibbs irrelevant, talking about how he make more money than Freddie Gibbs. This nigga was also beefing with John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. He said, actually, one time she tried to sneak diss me. Fuck, fuck that hoe straight up. John Legend can suck a dick. John Legend can hear that. Don't have your bitch dissing me because I don't give a fuck about your music. I don't give a fuck about none of you niggas. One, one time she was sneak dissing me. I don't play that shit. I don't care if you John Legend's bitch or any other bitch. How about you take that fucking big ass mouth of yours and fucking weird looking face and start promoting your man's album? Maybe it would do more than 25,000, you fucking skank, the first week. Your man's a fucking flopper. He, his legend doing 25,000? <laughs> that's not a legend. That's a fucking bitch. Fucking flopper. Chrissy Teigen, suck a fucking dick. Uh, felt so. I felt some type of way. Yeah, I felt some type of way. But I don't give no fucks about no whole ass bitch with no big ass mouth. Fuck that bitch. You can suck a dick, and John can suck a dick. <laughs> that nigga went wild on. You could tell that was some toxic, sexist shit. The way he said, uh, the one comment that caught me was the one where he was like, uh, wait, where is it? 
How about you take that fucking big ass big, mouth? Yeah, that's, yeah. When that's he said that, toxic, yeah. that's some toxic sexist shit right there, bro. So for me, with, with academics, right, my theory has always been that one of these days he was gonna crack because we've been coming at him crazy. Like as a as a as a social media community, we've been slow cooking, roasting this man crock pot style for like the past three years, right? Yeah, I knew eventually he'd crack. I'm just trying to figure out. Why drink any every John, day. That's why. Why John Legend and Chrissy Teigen caught was, most of that smoke. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 my problem with it. Is that of all the people to crack on, bro? That's you gonna, choose. You gonna lose that ten times out of ten. That's a whole family right there, bro. You look <laughs> bad. You just look dumb. You look so dumb doing that to the family, bro. And my thing is, you like, want to be for Freddie? Cool. You want to be for other rappers? Me, cool. Yeah. But you John Legend with a singer and an actor. Not even an actress, a singer and a in his in his singer social media wife. Like, what are you doing, nigga? You stupid. Like, act, like, act to me is the biggest loser of this of the 2010s. And let me bro, explain why. Bro, of the 21st of, century, bro. Like one of the of biggest the social losers, media, bro. Of like, the social media era. He's the biggest loser. And I know people are gonna be like, oh, you hating this and that. No, let me tell you why. I used to have the and I still have respect for act. I well, I have respect for what act was. Let me explain. Act had the pulse of hip hop in his hand. Act controlled hip hop media for a time. He doesn't anymore because he let it go. Act had it in his hand. He signs a deal with Complex and Joe Budden. They make a show. Their show becomes bigger than The Breakfast Club. Act then puts his tails behind 6ix9ine and rides 6ix9ine till he dies, which was a mistake. But the fact is, when Joe Budden left, Act should have left too. Act had yeah. the ability to have his own show and be the voice of hip hop. He chose not to and chose the check and chose complex over that, over the work he would have to put in. If Ak would have been like, you know what, fuck this. He didn't even have to go with Joe. If Ak was like, I want my own show outside of complex. I want this, that. Ak could have did it and been the biggest media personality and took it from under Elliot's wing, under Charlemagne's wing, took it from right under their noses. But yet he allowed Elliot and Charlemagne to get back up and knock his ass the fuck out. Ak is not not Ak is no longer the number one media source. He's no longer the number one media voice. Ak is now fifth, fourth, sixth, wherever you rank him. And he allowed Takashi yep. Six Nine to take him down. He allowed. Well, it wasn't just Takashi. It was himself. Mismanagement of his brand. Mismanagement oh, yeah. of his of his ideas. And then he booked his horse behind one rapper. And he was like, "I'll be the news outlet for this rapper." And then when that rapper went to jail. Everything went downhill. Him that and Takashi Six Nine are sick, sick right now. They sick. That shit was so weird to me. Like how you go from from you know giving me all the rapper, all the news, all of it. I had everything coming from one person to you only posting about Six Nine. I was like, yeah, what the fuck is going? And on? And now nobody don't want to deal with him because he's with Six Nine, or it's only young niggas who are like, I'll pay his price and right. then come on. All these old niggas don't give a fuck about. Agnimal. Shit was weird, bro, to me. Like all I thought about was like, like you said, like the uh the source of hip hop, right? Now, now we getting our sources from like two different people, and you allowed Charlemagne to get to become the voice again that he was before. Yep. He, he Charlemagne's never been a source, but he's always been a voice. And you allowed you had your voice was louder than his. Voice louder than Harry listens to for like two years, bro. Yep. And and you allowed Charlemagne and Elliot to get back up there. And Joe. And now, and now, if I say, and now Joe's a voice way above, above you. And you're looking man. at yourself like, how the fuck did I get back down here? Like, that was his how fault. Did you, why would you want to 
mismanage your brand in such a way and get behind one rap. I couldn't imagine myself thinking, yo, this rapper going to take me all the way to the top. That, between putting his voice behind the rapper and then believing in Complex, his two biggest mistakes. Like, he didn't realize that Complex needed him. He didn't need Complex, but he didn't right. believe that. He didn't even realize that. And Gotta yeah, he's making yourself. money now, but like, is it worth, is like, he should be making, in Way my more. opinion, double what he's making at Complex. Hell Maybe yeah. even triple. Maybe even five times as much because people don't realize Act like we said, Act was the voice for hip hop for at least three years. Like, bro, come on. So like, and that's without the everyday struggle show. Exactly. That was before. Like, that's where the news came from. And for him, and I know he's so out of being the voice and being out of like out of whack with hip hop. Yeah, he might know about the young niggas, but for him to beef with Freddie Gibbs and say Freddie Gibbs isn't a good rapper or saying Jeezy, yeah, if Jeezy sold because of his old fan base, he'd get 50,000. But for him not to realize that Freddie Gibbs is probably the best rapper in the game right now just shows how out of touch Ack is. Freddie Gibbs is a top five rapper right now in the game. Freddie Gibbs has put out Bandana and then now Alfredo, as well as the joint project with Currency. Freddie Gibbs' last three projects have been flawless. They've been phenomenal. And for him not to acknowledge that just shows how out of touch Ack is. Like, because he's not yelling at the mic, bro. He not, he's not hot fire. Like, bro, that's what I'm thinking to myself. Like, bro, you are, like, the more he talks, this is him just losing dropping stock. down. Losing yeah, stock. Yeah, losing stock. He's just like, by the end of 2020, uh, shit, no, I'm, I'm not going to do him like that. By the end of 2021, Academics is going to be an afterthought, bro. He's already a clown. People already view him as a clown. Oh, He's yeah. about to be after. Like, I, the other day, I unfollowed him because I was like, there's no point in me following him anymore because all it is is 6 9 news and news that I see from Elliot. Like, I might as well just follow Elliot and I not like, get the bro, 6 9 news. After, after 6 9 went to jail, I had to unfollow him, bro. I was done. I was done. It's too much. Like, all he posts is about 6 9 Like, I don't give a fuck about 6 9 like that, bro. Like, fuck Nobody Jerry, did. Jerry 6 9 Like, I don't give a fuck. And and Ack is just a clown, and I love that Freddie Gibbs is just clowning him. Cause and honestly, if Freddie Gibbs wanted Ack, you threaten him on the internet. Freddie Gibbs now has car blanche to come beat your ass. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm thinking myself. Like, bro, you don't want to mess with gangsta. Like his why, name is Gangsta Gibbs. <laughs> why do you pick like the battles that he's choosing, bro? Like, if he wanted, to, like, I bet if he would have beefed with Six Nine, this would have been way better for him. But you beefing with Freddie Gibbs. And 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 John Legend, bro. Like, what are you pick your battles, bro? What are you doing? What are you doing, bro? Like, Ack is an idiot, bro. He's a cornball and an idiot. But you got anything else on more on Ack? I just had to had to throw that out there. Nah, bro. You you hit the nail on the head, bro. The man's losing stock every day. He had it. He lost it. He's gonna be a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yep. Well, big is. time. Oh, speaking <laughs> of music, final music topic. What you think of Kanye West's new song? Him and Travis it Scott. It sounded weird, bro. Pride by Dr. Like Dre. That, uh, that shit sounded like a SpongeBob episode when motherfuckers couldn't get the whole rights so they can get out that cave. That <laughs> that wind was not hitting. I don't know if it was on purpose or if they thought it sounded good. I don't know if the, the shrooms was hitting at the time or the acid was giving them a certain vibe, but I wasn't on that vibe with them. So it was weird to me. And then... When I put the song together with the music video, I'm so confused because then it got like it starts off with the produ- the the police protest and it got like the video of Maude Alberry running in the neighborhood and I'm just like, where you going with this, bro? <laughs> you, where you going? Weren't with you this? the guy with the MAGA hat like a couple right. a couple of weeks like, ago? 
Do you think we forgot, bro? Kanye. <laughs> Nobody's forgiving you for this. I promise you, bro. Nobody's forgiving you. And the song was trash. <laughs> like, and maybe yeah. if the song was good, we might be able in the process of like not forgiving, but not like maybe not forgetting, but maybe forgiving. Not right. the, the song ass, you doing all this, bro. We not forgetting and we not forgiving your ass. Nigga. Like, and like I seen, you know, there's been a couple of rappers that are putting out their own thing. Meek did something. Uh as baby. Much as I, the, the baby did something. Like I said, T Grizzly did his thing, and I was like, stop. Uh, the baby put out like a remix to Rockstar. It's got like a 30 second Black Lives Matters verse on the front of it. Yeah. And uh, of all of them, I mean, like I said, the uh, little baby shit go hard. I ain't gonna lie. So yeah, does Meeks. Little... I ain't gonna lie. Meeks is pretty good too. But after that, listen, bro, if y'all not gonna come hard on that shit, don't come at all, bro. That's exactly. all I'm gonna say about yeah. that. That's all I'm gonna say. About if you're gonna do the protest raps, you better come with the bars. Like you little baby and me correct. came with the bars, bro. Yeah, so little baby and like me for the best. And then I come in like that. Don't put it out. That's all I'm yeah. gonna say. If if you in the studio and your boy don't tell you that it it can go go up against what it is, junk it. that beat. Junk it, bro. No, I'm with you. Kanye West gets thumbs down. Shit trash, yeah, but. All right, let's get to the final two topics. These are just like topics about the world, or not about world, about relationships. So, Easy E, excuse me, Easy E's daughter Ebby was having beef with uh, some of her other family members because Easy E's daughter's not allowed to use some of her father's music as clearance or whatever. She's not allowed to clear it, and I think that's a process of having divorced families where Easy had one set of family with. EB's mom and then another set with the other side of the family who's not letting her clear. So I wanted to ask you, we're not talking about Easy E's family structure. I just wanted to ask you, how do how does one should deal with this divorcee family type stuff with the with the having half sisters and half brothers? Because I, I have a half sister, lo, lo and behold, and I, it took me a while to accept her. And honestly, I got to thank my girlfriend because my girlfriend allowed me to realize it's not her fault. She she didn't ask to be born. It's the beef. You, you got beef with your pops. Like, facts, if facts. anything, you got to have beef with your pops, not with that girl. And it took me being 25 years old and, de- and having my girlfriend talk me through it to honestly understand. So I get the beef EB has. And especially if you throw money into it, that adds a whole nother situation. But I think siblings need to learn that it's not, you don't have beef with your siblings. You have beef with your parents. Right. And I think, and I think honestly, shout out to, uh, the, what was, what was the nigga name? Was it Jerry? Was the manager named Jerry? Yeah. Jerry Heller. Fuck Jerry. I'm telling you, listen, the reason why they got a problem right now is because Jerry probably the one that is, that sprinkled what he had to sprinkle on both sides of the family, bro. He's thinking to himself like, listen, if y'all not paying me, I ain't finna clear neither one of them shits to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Because Jerry owns Easy's whole fucking discography, so if I'm thinking to myself, I'm not. I'm, if I'm beefing with somebody, it damn sure ain't my sibling. It damn yeah. sure ain't my sibling. I'm going for Jerry head ass. Facts. Like, like I know that you know. Obviously, my my thing is though. Why why not clear it? Like, unless you got some song that you about to do something with, why not clear it? But even then, it's like, even if you got a song, like, that's your sister. Like, that's your sister or that's your brother. Like, clear that shit for them. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, I get you might be upset that, oh, Pops might have loved his mama, but that don't have nothing to do with your sibling. Like, your your sibling is, is your sibling. Like, that's your, that's the only blood you got. Your Pops is gone. That's one of the only people you can connect with to have memories of your father. 
But see, the thing is, though, right? Ah, oh, man. They're going to crucify me for this one. But I'm going to say it any Fuck it. Go the ahead. The thing is, you. bro. The thing is, bro. It be them bitter-ass baby mamas, cuz. True. Listen, bro. I, I've heard, like, my, my stepmom spewed hate into my little brother's heads, bro. And I used to be, like, a ray of sunshine, bro, because at the end of the day, I know who it is to blame. Yeah. Y'all was opening your legs for that nigga. What y'all mad for? What y'all mad at the kids for? Like, what you mad at that kid for? He didn't that do little girl ain't do shit. That little girl ain't do shit to you. That little boy didn't do shit to you. Like, my dad got 10 kids, man. Six baby mamas, all right? At least four of them baby mamas, bitter bitches, bro. Nah, bitter bitches, bro. And I'm thinking to myself, like, the kids, if you want to be bitter at somebody, he's right there. Yeah. I got his number memorized. What's up? Call him. Like, if you want to be bitter with somebody, I know who you should be bitter with. Them kids, though, them kids don't represent nothing other than kids. They didn't do nothing to you. And look, my and I gotta give my mom her props because my mom never once talked bad about that little girl or talked bad about that others. Cause she was like, if you want a relationship with your sister, you should have it. Don't let that, don't let me deter you from having that relationship. And that's why I gotta right. shout out mom. And it took my girlfriend to make me understand, like, it's not a betrayal to your mom. It's not a betrayal to to her by having a relationship with your sister. It's just you having a relationship with your sister, you should have beef that's with your pops. Is. Like that's what that's right. that's what a beef is, is with your pops. And like like that's literally what it is for me with with the uh with the half sibling thing. Cause like I said, I got a bunch, baby. So for me, it's not really about that. Like they call me right now. It's only it's probably one person that can't call me. There's one person that can't call me. And but the bitch burnt her own bridge. So then yeah. therefore <laughs> that's I didn't do it. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me. Of, of his 10 kids, I mean, of the of the nine kids, because obviously I don't count. So of the nine kids, there's one that can't call me. But other than that, bro, one of them called me talking about, man, I'm stuck somewhere and I need some help. You or, got him. I'm, or they trying to come through to Louisiana. Bro, come through, bro. Slide. Come slide through, kid. Like, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But like, as far as like being bitter towards the, the siblings, that shit weird. Yeah. It definitely should be targeted at who. Who did the is like, Yeah. Thing. It's like. <laughs> you gotta be mad at the person who caused the situation. It's like you can't be yeah. mad at the outcome. Like that child didn't ask to be born. It's literally, the dumbass like parents that brought him in the world. That is literally the outcome, bro. You can't be mad at that person, bro. They did not do that. Like, yeah. And look, I can't lie. It took me. I found out when I was 18, 19. I didn't I didn't accept it till I was 25. So I get having those that built up frustration and anger. Like I, I relate to that. So like I understand. So it's just And like, I know that Easy E kids, I know they been new, bro. It's I worse, yeah, because it got money to do with that. It's yeah. like there's a lot more bitterness involved in that. But it's just like y'all gotta get over that because y'all are siblings. Y'all y'all are brothers and sisters at the end it's of the been day. 25, 25. It's been 25. I think he died in 95. It's been yeah, it's been more uh, it's been as long as I've been alive. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, when I said 25, it sounded outrageous. Yeah. Then I realized, I'm like, nah. We just old. Out in the 90s, bro. Like, we can't be bringing that bitter shit into 2020, bro. This a whole new day. De- <laughs> this is three decades now, nigga. You bringing hate from three decades ago? You toxic, bro. You yeah, toxic I think, as fuck. I think the topics of this pod is just 
un- what's American and un-American and then not bringing hatred and toxicity into 2020. Facts, bro. Like, that's like, way too toxic, bro. Like, yeah, keep ridiculous. that shit out of there. The next topic we got is, this This is a conversation that is spurred, like the last one, off of pop culture. So, Dr. Dre is getting a divorce worth, eight, getting a divorce right now, and he's worth $800 million and never had his wife sign a prenup. How do you feel about prenups, B? And, and what's your thoughts on them? My thing is this with prenups. And me and my girl done had this conversation. For example, if I get married to the girl I'm with right now, I'm not going to make her sign no prenup because she has paid for things for this podcast network. She has right. paid for things for me. She has paid for things to help this business. So if this business takes off, I can't make her sign a prenup because I wouldn't, this business Marley, took off yeah. without her paying for some of the shit she paid for. So she's been ride or die with me for number one. Now if it's I get with some girl that came along after I blew up, oh, she got to sign a prenup, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> so with the Dre thing is, Dre been a dog, right? And we been knew that. Dre been knew he been a dog, right? Yep. Dre knew better than this. Yeah, but Dre did. also seen this coming. True. When, 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 when he sold beats to Apple, he knew that this day would come. Shit. I knew this day would come. <laughs> Jeff Bezos knew his day would come. But see, Jeff Bezos is to like, a certain point and Jeff not Bezos know. is like me. His wife was the breadwinner and right. provided the garage, provided exactly. all the stuff for Amazon to take off. So that woman had a had a right to that money. That Dr. Dre, it. I don't know. Dr. Dre yeah, should no. definitely got that woman to sign a prenup. Yeah, he should have. And then exactly like I said, once he sold the shit to Apple, he knew that this day was coming. She was taking that bread. So like for him to sit here and be like, damn. She's gonna take this bread. For me, as his lawyer, I'm like, nigga, we planned for this. We knew this was coming. You thought she was staying with your ass? Nigga, you been a dog. She's gonna take the money and go. And that's what she did, bro. Like, I mean, hey, like you said, it is, if she helped me, if it was something when I was at the bottom and we grew together, no. No pre-ad. If I'm at the top, yeah, you better sign this paper. Yeah, suck a dick and sign this paper or get to yeah. walk. Yeah, <laughs> easy conversation. And we don't have to stay long on this. Yeah, that's easy. All right, before we get up out of here, I got to talk to you about these two things. So, my birthday was recent, and yeah. I was making love to this. This, uh, bro, making love to. 60s and 70s music is different. Oh, you trying to have a baby, baby. Bro, bro, making love. Let me like, yo, yo. Making love to Teddy Pendergrass and Luther Vandross is different than making love to 112 and Avant, bro. I got to keep it up. (laughs) When you put on that, turn off the lights. The first song that came to my head, bro, no cap. As soon as you said 60s and 70s music, the first song that came to my head was Teddy Pendergrass. Turn, Turn off, off the light. The light yo. Oh, God, bro. You trying to make a baby. <laughs> All right, baby. Lynn coming 2021. No, 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 All right, no quarantine babies. This is the boy stay wrapped up. We ain't, we ain't me, playing them games. Let me find out. I got to go. Uh, I got to reinvest in my baby shower fit. So in New York, right? It's a, there's, a, there's a staple in the baby shower uh, community, right? When you go to your boy's baby shower, you got to come through with the long sleeve Burberry shirt. The true religion jeans and the tins, bro. Come on, bro. The money put out the Yankee hat for you, bro. Come on, son. Stupid. But I had, to, I had to let the young niggas out there know if y'all trying to make real love and have some freaky sex, y'all put have on the 60s and 70s R&B. I'm telling you, turn on that Teddy Pendergrass. It's going to change your fucking life. Bro, I swear, and <laughs> I got the okay to talk about this with my girl, but 
yo, some lingerie just be looking like body armor, bro. It'd be looking like fucking night and shine. Bro, she walked down the hall. My eyes went like this. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this shit took me by storm. It was like, you had strings put, holding up disattachment. Okay, holding up dis- all right. Shit was yeah. crazy, bro. No, nigga birthday was wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I'm going to go ahead and put my uh, my Burberry shirt on back order then. But I'm going to have it ready for you, though, kids. I'm going to have that shit ready for you. The nigga had the paddle going. It was wild. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that this I did this, but I just want to ask you because this was a conversation that was had over my bro trip. This is something that I heard on the Joe Button podcast. This is something that's going on in the male conversation. I think we got to have it. How do you feel about males with their significant other, their their women, having butt play? Not butt play with the woman, butt play with the man. Whether that's a woman eating your ass, whether that's a woman fondling your gooch, the the area between the balls and the and the butthole, and then push I, on your butt, I know what that is. And, put, on, and push on your butthole <laughs> like a button because they say the male G spot is right around the rectum. That's why if they push on your butthole like a button and doing or while you having sex or blowing you or whatever, how do you feel about butt play, my nigga? Look, bro, I ain't ready for that. <laughs> bro. Like, like I had a I had a conversation. I'll never forget this conversation. I was eighteen. I had just started working at Applebee's, and they was talking about some at the time to me. Some freak nasty shit. Talk about <laughs> girls getting their ass eat out. And I'm thinking to myself like, wow, this is... I, look, I eat women ass out. I gotta keep it a bean. Look, I do too. But I was 18 at the time, right? Now I'm 25. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> at the time, I was 18, right? And I was like, oh, y'all nasty. <laughs> i never forget what the lady said to me. She was probably 35 at the time. She said, trust me, young blood, the older you get, <laughs> the, the more you are willing to try. And I said, okay. Like, I don't know why, like, they was all laughing, and then all of a sudden, I took that so seriously, and I wrote it down in the back of my head, and I was like, okay. And like, I, as I've gotten older, I'm thinking to myself, all I could think about was Tamika telling me, the, the older I get, the more I'm willing to try. So, at this point in my life, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I ain't ready. Look, I'm going to say this. I'm not getting my butthole eaten because that's gross to me. Like, I do not want my girl to go down into the swamp area of what is Lyndon's ass with all the hairs and sweat. Like, all that shit is just nasty. Thank you. But let me say this. Let me say this. There's nothing wrong with the button pushing. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. There's nothing wrong with the button pushing. I'm not getting no colonoscopy out here. You're not checking my prostate deep. Yeah, not yet. Got to do that when I'm at my late 30s. Every man got to do that, <laughs> especially black males. Y'all can't be Thanks. afraid of that because that's how niggas die. But I'm not getting a finger shoved up my ass. But you could maybe do the little button push. Maybe, maybe do the little button push. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm at with it. But that's enough freaky shit for this pod. I told Brooklyn I was going to go there this one. Brooklyn, tell the, peop- tell the people where they can find you on social media. You can find me on all social medias at Where Brooklyn at, and that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. Let's get into, because it is happening, let's get into this week's interview with Otaku God, and then after that, we got a special conversation with Charles Reese and David Grubb, and then we're going fin- to finish out the pod with Adam Schubert and Justin Baptiste talking all things NBA. The new 2K covers were released. Dame's on the cover of one. Zion's Ooh. on the cover of the other. I'm getting the Zion cover because why do I want the Dame cover? That shit is trash. Because it's Dame time, baby. <laughs> it's Dame time. I know you like that you ad, You want to make too, a bet? Dame you going to you didn't like that ad, bro? You going to tell me you didn't like that ad, though? I liked it. It was all right. Ah, it was kind of corny. It was fire, bro. Dame not even making the playoffs. Listen, bro, we're not talking about what, it. what we're talking about here is Dame the cover, bro. We're talking about we're talking about the uh how 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 wonderful it is 
for it to come full circle for him, right? To be a 2K cover athlete, right? Because we, cover athlete, we, already, knew, we already knew that Zion was going to get one of the covers because they, they spilled the beans when they dropped that first clip. It was obvious. So for me, it's just like, yes, bro. <laughs> you Give my man his recognition, bro. You even if it is, even if it is the last two K cover on the old gen, it's okay. It's all right because I'm getting that new gen. I'm I'm with the Zion new gen. I'm ready for it. I already know you getting that shit, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sell a kidney or something. I'm selling, yo. But I'm, I sell my old PlayStation two uh, out there. If y'all want to make an offer for it, I'm selling them because GameStop is not making a good offer. Of course not, bro. Look. As but soon as one of them GameStops go out of business, bro, I'm going to tell them I can buy the, the store. For 50 cents. <laughs> For 50 cents, bro. I'm going to tell them the best I can do is eleven ninety eight. Oh, shit. Oh, that's hilarious. But let's, let's get up out of here. That's all we got this week, ladies and gentlemen. All right, time to get into the interview with Otaku Guy. Gang, gang. Yo, yo. Apple to gaming roll, Apple to Tillo. Hurry, fuck with the law, cause Wizlow. Used to be out on the street on my toes. I give a fuck if these niggas don't like me. Stay in dry, come down. Levi, used to have lit money stuck in my Levi's. I was a Drake, had a mix it with knee high. I thought I'd been too surprised, I ain't lost it. I know niggas want me dead up in my coffee. Can't let you go get the best of me. Hop on a beat and I cook it up. Food wars, I got the recipe. Starting to say that these niggas don't get it. The underworld game, we always stay winning. Whole gang is evil, the sentence is six. Still got a Drago, he carry the stick. No Pokemon, it's a critical. Huh? This ain't as good as it gets. You gotta wait until I drop the tape. Already been told that I was a great. Fuck around, give me a whole kind of cake. Special guest is happening. Y'all just heard his new song, Jagan. That was this week's world premiere. This week's yeah, special yeah. guest is the legendary. We got if you if 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 you want to think of the big three of rap, anime rap, you got Slick representing Bleach. You got yeah. Krissa representing Naruto. Well, we got yeah. Otaku God representing One Piece. We got the third member of the big three, Otaku yeah. God. What is up, my brother? What's good, man? What's good? <laughs> Nothing too much, just chilling. How you doing on this on this Wednesday, my brother? Man, chilling, bro. I really, uh, to be for real, for real, like, I got off work, like, maybe two hours ago. So I'm, that's why I'm in bed right now. Just tired. I work at a factory job. Stressed. Real. Just cooling. Man, cooling, though. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking some of your time to come on the show with us today, brother. Yes, sir. You already so, know what it is. So the first thing we got to, we're going to talk anime, of course, a little bit later. But we got to talk about, because you're, you're, you're a rapper, so... What got you into hip hop artists? What got I mean not hip hop artists? What got you into hip hop music? And what made you want to be a hip hop artist? Oh man, uh, like to really to to take it back, back man. Uh, I don't know how old I was, but I remember like Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying came out, and like uh, Plaza came out. All that. My mom and my grandparents bought me a little CD player. You know, that's back when we used to have to walk with that shit around on us mm-hmm. big ass CD players. And uh, I really just used to, like, jam 50 Cent and Plaza a lot. And I was like, yo, I think I want to be a rapper. So, like, years went by, and Soldier Boy came out with Crank That. Man, from there, really, like, Soldier Boy inspired my whole music thing. Soldier Boy and Lil B, the bass guy, they both inspired me, bro, because I just, like, man, they just being themselves and doing what they want to do. 
And uh, from there, I was like, man, fuck it. If they can do that, I can do that too. And uh, I just started doing the anime rap thing, which on my journey to that, I was listening to Joseph on Deck, the original otaku guy. But, okay, uh, real. Yeah, like he really done this shit, but I, I, I try to evolve it and take it a step farther. Like I'd be trying to like mix like a trap sound with this shit. Like I'd be trying to make it sound like street shit that people can relate to that don't watch anime. But also, I'd be trying to, you know, connect my anime heads, too. But, yeah. So, okay, uh, before we get into some of the uh, inspirations, I want to ask you, being that you are an anime rapper, but you also make rap music. So how do you feel about the when people differentiate between you guys and say, oh, he's just an anime rapper or, oh, he's a rap? Like, how do you feel about the stigma behind it? And what does it mean to you being an anime rapper? Or do you can just consider yourself a hip-hop artist? Man, I'm gonna keep man, let me keep it real, bro. I feel like people the anime rap thing, I say like a year ago, like people were trying to say that shit was corny and all that stuff, bro. Those are just haters. I feel yes. like I feel like, bro, an artist is an artist. I feel like you can I feel like you can still and and this even goes for the gang. Like I feel like you can still throw their music in, our music in, with whatever, you know, is out right now, the the NBA young boys and all that. It's just some people ain't going to catch on. But here's my, this is what I tell people, though. If you like what you're hearing and you ain't an anime watcher, but you hear them references, Google it. Go watch the anime. See what it's about, man. Just just try to get into it. If it's not your thing, you know, then it's cool. But uh, if, if people want to separate that from, you know, a rapper to an anti-rapper, it's whatever, I'll, car- I'll carry that torch. I'll, I'll just make it away. Fuck it. No, 100%. And I think that's what makes... And it's funny because I talked to Richie Branson about this in his interview and he bigged up you, Chris, and Slick a lot. And I think this is something that me and him talked about where it's like the difference between you three and some of the other anime rappers of the Annie community, they make songs that are strictly like bar after bar after bar after bar, like Goku bars or Vegeta bar. Like, you know what I mean? And they tell the story of Dragon Ball Z or they just, they focus solely in about the anime and they rap about just the anime where you guys make music to where it's like, we know y'all are anime fans, but it's y'all make music for everybody. It's just, if you know these anime references, you'll like the songs 10 times more, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't detract from the fact that like my girlfriend can listen to it and she doesn't watch anime or doesn't know anything about the difference between Naruto and Gohan. She could, she could give care less, (laughs) but she hears the music and she thinks it's dope because y'all make good music. Right, right. And I think that's what separates y'all from the rest of the anime rapper community, quote unquote. Uh, to be for, uh, to be for real about that too, like how you said that they just a bar at the bar at the bar at the anime thing. That is what I call a nerdcore rapper. People try to call me a nerdcore before, and I'm like, bro, I'm not nerdcore. I don't rap about a, a Dragon Ball's first season or yeah. what Goku did in an episode. I just reference things. I still rap about like I'm not in the trap. I used to be in the trap, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll reference a bar to the trap or to the streets, bro. Uh, I mean, like I said, I just be trying to get both sides to relate, whether you're an anime watcher or not an anime watcher. People definitely gonna fuck with my music, I, I think. Yeah, and you're just telling, you're telling your story and just, it's literally just like telling your story, but instead of using it through different metaphors, like, for example, <laughs> Wu-Tang used a lot of samurai, old kung fu movies. Instead of kung fu movies, y'all are just using anime. That's all it is to it. Bingo, or instead of sports. No, and look, I'm playing Jagan, funny enough. I accidentally clicked it. So <laughs> you, you just dropped your project, Jagan. Super, super dope tape. 
What made you name the project Jagan? Man, Jagan is a manga that you, bro, you, you should che- uh, check it out. Everybody should check it out because it's a goaded manga. It's it's not really under the radar. I wouldn't say it's under the radar. I think it's been out for like three, four years. But, bro, that manga has inspired me so much, bro. Don't get me wrong. It ain't really, like, it got its inspirational moments, but it's a crazy-ass adventure, nigga. Like, a bunch of shit goes on. Like, I can't, I don't know, I don't want to, I'm trying to watch out what I say. But. Oh, no, I appreciate that. But yeah, so, it's something It's something that's dope. And, and I heard it's, it could be comparable to things like Dead Tube and, like, Berserk. Oh, shit, yeah. It's definitely, you, if, if it's not comparable, it's over it. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, real. Yeah. Well, shit, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. So the first song is called Fractured Human. Chapter one, Fractured Human. Talk to me a little bit about that track. Tell me about just like the creation process that you went through when you made that song. Uh, well, to be honest, uh, the, ch- the way that I did the mixtape, it's actually like if you read Jagan, it's actually kind of like chaptered like Jagan. Oh, OK, cool. Or, yeah, uh, I believe that. Chapter one, like Fractured Human, is the name of the first chapter of Jagan. Oh, real? Yeah, and then like uh, the other ones, really, the other names are just characters from like the other. Ooh, please nobody text me from other uh, <laughs> cha- from the chapters. Uh, but Fractured Human, man, I really can't tell you. Like, it's weird how I come up with my songs. Uh, everybody wants a second verse from me. I don't do second verses. Uh, I might honestly like have some old bars that I keep in my notepad, right? And I just put those together. And if it sounds right, that's how an Ataku Gun song is made. There isn't really no structure to what I do. Is that, okay, is that something that you do consciously? Because I noticed that it's interesting that you said, because I I thought of this, because I asked everybody this in the sense of where we are as a climate of music right now. And that's something I definitely noticed. You don't always, like you said, you don't do a second verse. It's just chorus, bar, chorus, or just verse, chorus, or just whatever it may be. It just may just be one verse. And none of your songs are over three minutes. Like, the longest song you have on here is 250, but that's because of the features. Is that yeah. a conscious choice that you make, or is that, that just the vibe? Because you it, because we're in the streaming era and people's attention spans are shorter, a lot of songs are under three minutes, whereas if you look at classic hip-hop, it's three minutes plus. It is because people's... <clears throat> Excuse me. It's because people attention spans, people just don't have a longer attention span no more. And I'm, uh, I really, uh, I know how the younger generation is, but to be, to keep it real on that, also, XX Tentacion, I listened to him, and he proved to me that you don't have to have a two minute song, bro. If you listen to all of X's songs, because he was the biggest ratio to me too, even though he's, you know, he's younger than me. But if you listen to all of X's songs, they're good, but they're like literally like a minute and thirty seconds. Yeah. type shit but the vibe that he put on him bro was just fire whether he wanted to be an r&b singer a rock, a rock whatever he did it was fire so i'm like well shit if x could do it i could and shit i did it bro I yeah did you, it. you're definitely doing it i would okay so will you ever put out a song that's over two minutes and 50 seconds like will you ever get to <laughs> the three minute song just to show like yo like because i i Oh, well, let me, because I, I feel like the way that you rap, I, I know when I hear a rapper that cares about bars. Like, I I know for a fact you care about people hearing your lyrics and it's like, damn, Otaku got to put this punchline in there. Damn, Otaku got to put this metaphor, this simile in there. I know you care about bars, so will you ever put out that song that's like, nigga, nah, I can spit. Like, you niggas better, you better recognize, like, I am a rapper, rapper at the end of the day. 
Yeah, uh, it's funny you said that. I talked to. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you met Callum B yet, but uh, he I think I, I think he followed me on Twitter like recently. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I I know him that well yet, but I definitely know the name for sure. Yeah, he got the little uh, B on his shit too. Like yeah, the, little, the, the the bumblebee. Yep, newest member to Talk to Underworld, man. Uh, he lives. He lives where I live. That's where I go record at. But uh, okay, bet. Shout yeah, out to he always, facts. He always tells me to do that, bro. He always tells me like drop a track like that because if you go back to my older music, which you probably can't because I privated everything. Oh yeah, there's but, nothing on SoundCloud or Apple Music. Yeah, uh, I private everything. But uh, if you go back to my music, I used to do stuff like that. I mean, my newer. Man, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. I'll do it just because you brought. I'll do it just because you brought it up, bro. I'll do it. Hell yeah! That's a look. And when you do, let me know. I'm gonna repost the fuck out of that shit. Cause like, I think that's <laughs> something that like, cause I tell Christian this too. Like, y'all can spit. Like, I they're, they're just just that might necessarily not need to be on the album. That's just like a single, just to say like, nah, nigga, don't get it twisted. Like, I will bar you to fucking fuck death. Out. You like one hundred percent. What's crazy? What's crazy is, bro. The pe- people don't understand that underworld is dangerous if we don't use anime bars because it comes so it comes easy to us when we don't use anime bars. It's hard to make a song when you're trying to use anime bars and make it relatable to everybody. But it ain't shit when you can just write a song with you know a sports bar <laughs> or whatever, bro. Like I can do, I can do both. I just choose to stick with the anime way. But yeah, I'm gonna definitely do. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do something, bro. Just because you said it, I got you. Hell yeah. So, okay, just a quick side note, because we've mentioned it a bunch. I know about the underworld, and I know who the underworld is, but let's say for the people who are bros who think fans who may just be hearing about Otaku God for the first time, tell us a little bit about the Otaku underworld, Mm -hmm. what that is, how it got started, and just tell us a little bit about that, because people know Chris is in it as well. Uh, Otaku underworld got started, man. Uh, Me and a guy named Paper Dragon. We used to have beef, by the way, but we uh, we just squashed that recently. But we both made it. Uh, it started off with really like forty members, off some stupid shit, and we were just letting people just come in all the time, bro. Uh, it got cut down to maybe about twenty, and then after that to about mm, I want to say like ten or eleven. But uh, we just found artists on Twitter we thought was dope, and we just you know or, or producers, and we just like, yo, man, you should join the team. And from there, everybody that jo- you know joined in the GC on Twitter just worked together, sent beats or verses to each other. And we just that's just how it happened. That's how it all started. Unfortunately, a lot of members have left, and uh, some people just can't be cool with each other no more, which that's fine because everybody made a connection and made great music, you know, from the experience. So, you know, uh, uh, good luck to the guys that left. But as far as underworld now, we just gonna keep keep it rolling. And might and might even get yeah get new people. Hell definitely yeah, get, yeah, we definitely get new people for sure. So y'all, y'all are anime rap collective. Y'all are a rap collective of producers and stuff. Just people who work together. Yeah. And, and I'm, we definitely want to stamp the anime thing for sure because the objective of Otaku Underworld is to make the anime wave mainstream. Hell yeah. Y'all y'all remind me of the... And I know this is like y'all part of y'all little uh, logo or whatnot, but y'all definitely remind me of like the Phantom Troop, the Akatsuki of like the, yeah. the rap community. It's like these niggas, <laughs> when these niggas come, y'all better be careful. So who's all a part of it, if you don't mind me asking, if you if you, if you know the, the members? Man, let me try to remember. Uh, Benny, which is Axel. I think, his, I think he has like Axel Yurameshi. It's his at name. Uh, Asoft the King. That's his at name on Twitter. 
We got uh, Taku Natsuo. I'm gonna say Haztic. Haztic going through some things right yeah, now. Yeah, th- thank you, thank you. Yeah. I agree. I'm gonna like, say Haztic right now because he he's saying he's stopping, but like nah. And I know he's gonna listen to this, even though he's saying he's done with anime and he's done with music. That's my nigga. Has get better, bro. And we care about you. And like yes, you are talented. Like don't get it twisted. People care about you. People think your music means something. People think you mean something. And yes. we want to see you bounce back and come come back and 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 be a part of this for real. I bang I bang has his music daily now. I always Same. uh I be trying to I know I share it around and stuff and I be reposting on my cloud because I feel like he's I feel like people sleep. They are asleep. So they need to wake the fuck up and listen to Haztic facts. Facts. Uh but yeah, Haztic, Krissa, oh Fade, Fade S J E Slick. Uh damn. I, oh my god, we call him his name on Twitter is like Jesus. I just can't think of <laughs> we. I can't think of his real name right now because I, I haven't talked to bro in so long. But he's part of Underworld. It's Free Soul's friend. Yeah, okay, I know Free Soul and Sideshow. Yeah, Sideshow, and uh, mm, I'm trying to make sure I don't get leave nobody. Psycho, Psycho, and Callen. That's and it. Callen. Shout out to yeah. shout out to the gang. Shout out to Otaku Underworld. Let's get back to the Jagan tape. So. The next song you got on there is Chapter 2, Dynamic Fusion. That's with Callan B. That shit is yeah. super, super hard. Thanks, bro. That's my shit. But I want to get to Belchon. Talk to me about the creation of that. You got the boy Delta D's on there. I love Delta, <laughs> bro. Delta can spit and uh, sing. the Like, just the beat to Belchon is so hard. And I think that's us hearing a different version of Otaku God. Because normally, when you come, it's aggressive. You're giving us the bars. But this one, you kind of smoothed it out, you kind of slowed down the tempo, you slowed down your voice a little bit, and, and like, not as not as as hardcore with it, and I think it works being that this is the girl song, but not just the girl song, it's just you speaking about relationships and just that form of, like, life and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Beltran came about because, alright, check me out here, I listen to melodic underground artists, so I listen to, I don't know if you ever heard these names, but like, Twin Uzi, Summers, yeah, I heard Summers. Yeah, so I listen to all these guys that use the auto-tune stuff. I was looking for a beat that, you know, that would sound like that they'd get on. And I ran into that beat from a guy named Hickle, produced by Hickle. I found him on YouTube. Uh, I know, like, that samples, like, to be honest, that song might get struck, striked, to be for real, because it's a Mary J. Blige sample, like he told mm. me. But uh, I went ahead and hit him up on YouTube in the comments, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, I really like this beat. Can I buy it? Because I buy, you know, beats from producers all the time. Give producers credit, any rapper listening, please. Facts. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, you know. And it's funny because he heard it and he even liked the song. He was like, yo, this is a banger. No, that's just uh, hard as fuck. Yeah, and then uh, Beltran is really actually about my girlfriend that I date now. She lives in Philly. Uh, that's really how the song came about. She showed me, she showed me Jagan. Really? She got me, yeah, my girl got me into Jagan, so she calls me Jagaski, which is the main character, and then Belchine is his girlfriend in the manga, so that's where this song came about. Yes, sir. That's Just lit. What? So without her, you, we wouldn't even have the, the, the topic of Jagan. Now you got me, I'm definitely reading this when we finish this, like 1,000%. Yeah. So, okay, real quick, because I always like to have transitions, and I love to ask people about just lifestyles and, 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 and the way they live and whatnot so other people can relate or hear different sides of the world. How is it being in a long-distance relationship? Oh, man, I hate it, uh, but I love, I love her. Uh, she's actually coming down here because I just got a new spot. 
So she's going to be coming down here to visit me for two weeks and just chill at my crib. Uh, as far as like trust, I feel like you got to have a lot of trust to be in a long distance relationship, man. Thanks. If you, if you ain't got trust, then, you know, don't do it because you're always going to think your other, you know, the, the other person's doing something. Um, but as far as that goes, me and her call each other every day, FaceTime each other every day when we can. She has a job. She's a manager. You know, I work at an ice factory, but we, you know, we make things work. Don't make it work. Uh, yeah, we make it work. Uh, do I you really think have... the fact that you're older now, do you think that that plays into the reason why it can work? Because maybe with people who are like 18 to like 22, maybe it couldn't work for them. Uh, Definitely, yeah, because uh, if I younger Taku guy, I would have been like, fuck no, I ain't doing this shit. Like, you probably out here thotting type shit. But now I'm older and my mind is wiser. I feel yeah. like I can I know who to trust and who I can't trust. But she's pretty she's pretty much a trustworthy girl. She's always at home helping her mom, cooking clean and stuff like that. Uh yeah. She's just a good girl, man. For real. I'm happy for you, bro. That's what's up. I like I said, I love to always just do those those just like those transitions or just the the little side notes just to see just to see a different side of the people that we're talking to so the, the fans can get a full perspective of who Otaku God is. The next song, yes, chapter four. That's this is the banger. That was the world premiere. Everybody heard Jagan. Talk to me about working with Chris and Slick. How how is that? I word on road is y'all got a new mixtape dropping the big three coming soon. Yeah, uh Jagan. It's so funny how it was uh, how that came about, man. Uh, I couldn't find no beats. I was not feeling nothing. I was still working on a Jagan tape, and I'm like, man, I'm not feeling shit. Uh, this thing just randomly video uh, FaceTime me, I mean, and he was like, hey, man, I got a beat if you want it. He was like, bring that. Uh, he was like, bring that King Kami flow. I don't know if you ever heard that song. And uh, I was like, I can, you know, if you want me yeah. to. <clears throat> so I just I literally took the same flow I took from King Kami, and I threw it on Jagan. And I was like, yo, this sounds way better on this type of beat. But shout out to Cotton Candy Caleb because that song is still the banger he made the beat today. Uh, but yeah, I just took that and uh, that shit just worked, bro. I sent it to Slick and he, uh, he was like, yo, this is hard. He's like, can I get on it? I'm like, yeah, bro, jump on that shit. And I'm like, man, who else would sound good on here? Bam, Chris. I'm like, okay, cool. After that, that shit was a rap, bro. Like, even, like, we was banging that shit before we dropped it because we just knew, like, I yeah, feel like any rapper, yeah, I feel like any rapper, like, how I am, like, if I make a song and I can keep playing it over and over and over, I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is it, bro. So, from there, uh, yeah, man, we, it, I just, bro, I fucking slid, when I posted the song on Twitter, before I went to bed, I slid it under King Vader's Twitter post. Mm. I didn't think Vader would see it. I did not think he would see it, bro. I didn't think he would pay attention to it or nothing. I woke up the next morning, notification says... Phone King, blowing up. Yeah, phone blowing up from King Vader saying, this is hard. I'm like, what? You know, he, he he's talking about Jagan. He's like, yo, send me the link. So uh, Slick, I messaged him, but he responded to Slick. So Slick got him the link. And uh, from there, that man put it on his TikTok. And that song has been going bananas ever since then. I don't think it has... There is not a day that song doesn't get played on Spotify, SoundCloud, or anything, honestly. Hell yeah. Uh, Congratulations, man. That song is super, super hard. And that reminds me, y'all, that this wasn't your first viral moment because you and Chris had a viral moment with the song Shonen. 
Yeah, bro. Let me tell you about Sean and uh. It's and so that funny, song bro. that might be my favorite Otaku Guys. That's it's either that or the song with you and Delta D's because both of those songs are super. And I love Jagan, of course. Don't get that twisted, but I think it's either Belchon or Shonen. Thank you, bro. Uh, Shonen, that's so crazy. Shonen's not supposed to exist. Shonen is not even supposed to be out. It was never supposed to be a thing. I rec- uh, it's I actually wrote that song to be sung. I was, really? I was trying, yeah, I was trying to like do an auto auto tune thing, but nobody I knew around here where I live knew how to work auto tune. So uh, I'm like, man, what do I do best? Scream and fucking yell. So I'm like, fuck it. I was like, life is a show, man. You didn't know this, and I'm like, I was like, I'm recording, and I'm like, yo, this sounds like trash. I was like, this song. <laughs> Yeah, I said it. To, I said it to Chris. I'm like, bro, what did you think about the song? He said, bro, this is heat. I said, for real. I was like, I, I was about to throw it uh, in a recycle bin, bro. I was like, I was like, you want to jump on it? He's like, yeah, bro. He's like, don't. He's like, don't throw the song away. Let's do this shit. I'm like, all right, bro. After he done this verse, I posted a snippet, and that shit flew. <laughs> that prom- promise never land. Eat my kids, yo. Shit. Shit. That's my yeah. shit, bro. <laughs> That's my shit. And I, yeah, think, I think it worked for y'all because that was right when Promise Neverland had either just finished or it was in the heat of it. And like yes. just the timing of everything. Didn't someone post that song, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, man. So many. I can't. You know what? So many people have posted it now. I can't even tell you who did, man. I'm real. Because to... I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Heavenly Controller posted the AMV. I think he did something. He either retweeted it. He did or something. something. Yeah, he did something. Uh, shout out to him. He's been on my SoundCloud. I see. I see you. I see you, nigga. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, so, which song do you prefer? Because I know everybody got a favorite child. Like when niggas say they don't have a favorite child, they got one. Which one would you say is your favorite between Jagan or Shonen? Oh, bro, that's a good question. <laughs> mm. Damn, I love Shonen because it's 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 a SoundCloud gym. It's an underground gym. The AMV is stupid. That shit works so well. Bruh, do you know how the AMV got... You know, do you know where it came from? Uh-uh. Oh, God. I don't think Chris is going to care. So nah, he's not going to care. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> that AMV is actually from some dude in, like, Russia. Like, off of some dude's YouTube page. Uh, we basically just screen recorded that shit and Real. posted our song over it, and it worked. But we gave the man credit. We always give him credit. You know, we're like, here's the original link to the uh, AMV. And I, I think that got that guy views, too. He doesn't okay, seem to have man. a problem. Uh, but yeah. Well, as long as before, he have a problem, that's the wave. Exactly. But if I had to choose, man, I'm a, I guess I'm going to say Shonen, because that, that song really got me out there. That was the first Which, one. Yeah. Uh, Jagan. Chagana is just the newer me with the flow I've been trying to work on. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm still a say show though, but Chagana is definitely a newer me, better, uh, a better version, if I say so myself, of just of how much I've practiced. Because I listen to a lot of G Herbo, and that's where my flow comes from, bro. I don't know if you listen to G Herbo, but Damn, that's where. Yeah. Shout out to Young Swervo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where my flow comes from. I don't knock it. I don't hate on this man. People like you sound like G Herbo. I'm like you're exactly right, bro. That is where I get my sauce from. Shout out to G Herbo. I hope we I hope we can work one day. 
Hell yeah, we gonna put that out in the into the universe, and that's gonna come true. I believe that one thousand percent. Because everybody who didn't came on this pod, things they have said have come true. I hold that like I'm telling you, that's that shit gonna happen. Like I've Thank seen it bro. happen multiple times. But yeah, okay. So the 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 next track that you got before the before the outro is the song with Has. Talk to me that song, and I and honestly, I remember on Twitter when you posted, you was like, "Wait, Has this was supposed to be on Jagan?" And he was like, "Bro, throw that on there." And then I remember how that shit happened. Like that wasn't even supposed to happen, but I'm glad it did. Yeah, uh, I hit up Haz because I like when Haz raps. I mean, I know he does a lot of melodic stuff, but I think he has bars. And I just was like, yo, man, jump on this shit. He was like, for real? I was like, yeah, because we I, I owed him a feature. I'm mm-hmm. horrible at features, by the way, but I owed him one, and I was like, man, just jump on mine. Of course, he killed it. I knew he would. And uh, it's funny, a lot of people like that song. Uh, that song is hard as hell. Yeah, a lot of people like that song, man. We just both did our thing on there, and that and that... That's really another another song. I just tried to, you know, inspired by G Herbo, tried to kill it. Uh, the off po- the off pocket flow. I rap off beat, but I rap on beat. If that makes any sense, I know. I, I yeah, I do that a lot. A lot of people come at me about that, but that's just my style now. I'll probably switch it up soon though. Well, yeah, honey. And that's and that's Jagan. I think I think my favorite, like I said, is Bell Chan, number two Jagan, and then number three, the uh song with has heater heater Ricky. He the rookie. He the rookie. Hell yeah. But all the other ones, Fracture Human and Dynamic Duo, hard as fuck as well. Super, super dope tape. Tell the people they can find Jagan at before we finish up the end, because we got some more stuff to talk about, obviously. But tell yeah, them yeah. where they can find the project at on uh, streaming services or not. Oh, man. Uh, I can't think of what it's called. I want to say I Heart. I think it's called I Heart Radio. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Basically, oh, Amazon Music, anything really you can look it up through because I go through DistroKid and they distribute to, to a lot of uh, music, you know, streaming services. So you can really find it about anywhere now for sure. Hell for yeah. Sure. Y'all go look up Jagan. It's spelled J-A-G-A-A-A-A-N or just search Otaku God on all streaming platforms and you shall find it there. All right, Otaku Yo. God, we got to jump into it, man. What's some of your favorite animes, my brother? Man, uh, right now, I'm watching One Piece, and it might be my favorite fucking anime of all time, bro. I ain't even gonna cap to you. I watch a lot of old stuff. Like, I'm watching Uthena Girl, or I mean, Revolutionary Girl Uthena. That's like a 90s anime joint. Uh, but my favorite anime, I used to be Parasite Maxim. Ooh, that's... Yo, okay, I'm glad when you it, said that, and I'm glad you didn't say a shonen. Not, and I love shonen, don't get it twisted, but... There's certain things about certain seinen that take the idea of shonen and just mm-hmm. maturify it. Like, maturify is not a word, but it makes them more mature. It gives you a deeper subject matter, and they have a philosophy to it. The philosophy That's, of Parasite is so dope. Just like uh, what's what should be worth living and, and what's, what makes someone strong and just all right. the different things about that. that anime. That's one of my... It's definitely top 10 of all a, time I'm, for sure. I'm going to put you on something. If you like Parasite, you're going to like Jagan. It's the same... Uh, Basically the same story, and they even give a, a reference to Parasite in the manga. Oh, I'm checking that out on today. Two days. Yeah, it's, it's basically the same story, man. I ain't gonna care. <laughs> it's, it's still fire though. Hell it's yeah! Crazy. Okay, so you got Parasite in there. Give me some of you like just run through some of your favorites. Okay, so Parasite, uh, bro. Let me. Do you mind if I t- uh, turn on my VRV real quick? Do you think, brother? I ain't All tripping. Right. I, I know. I know. We in the middle of a. 
of an interview, man. I ain't I tripping. Wanna... That's how we. That's how we get the information. So, wait, while you're doing that, I'm gonna ask you about One Piece. How how deep are you right now? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm about to finish up uh, the Water Seven arc. Okay, so you're on Innie's lobby. All right, lit, lit. Bro, crazy. Rob Lucci, monster. Uh, Luffy still beat the shit out of him, though. But it's okay because we got we gotta have the MC prevail. I mean, Hell yeah. You yeah. you know what I didn't realize that Rob Lucci's such a crazy maniac and how much he believes in the world government that he had the world government tattoo symbol carved right. in his back. I didn't realize that until like recently when I saw y'all posting clips of it on, on Twitter. Right. Uh let's see here. Damn, forgot about Hunter Hunter. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you. Super lit. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the mainstreams. Of course, Demon Slayer, a lot of hate for no reason. Fuck that. Oh, I'm part of the, I'm part of the, okay, wait. No! Let me ask you, let, wait, let me ask you, I gotta ask you. Are you reading the manga? Uh, I have not, uh, my okay. girl does, and I just heard some bad stuff about that. All right, cool. Then, then you can't be mad at me because you don't know what's gonna happen yet. I, I love, and let me say this, I love season one. You can go back and listen to old anime talks before the anime came out. I was reading the right. manga and I was like, yo, this will be a hit in America. But, right. and I love everything leading up to the final arc. Everything leading up to the final arc is fucking phenomenal. The final arc, we don't have to talk about that right now. Gotcha. I'm not gonna spoil it because- now, now you got me take, one. It takes the series down in my opinion. Damn, a lot of people keep saying that, man. I'm, I'm scared out here, dog, I'm scared. Uh, you need to be. <laughs> oh man, uh, oh man. And as far as MA, I just got boom. Mag I'm into like dark magical girl series, bro. Okay. So like Mad Madoka Magica, Magical Girl Sight. Uh, damn, I can't think of the other one. Oh, Magical Girl Project. Like, mm. just, I feel like those type of anime, like, I don't know. There's just something about that shit I like, bro. I like seeing like, oh, the little magical girl gets power. She thinks shit's happy go lucky. And then niggas start niggas fucking start up. Boxing, yeah, niggas start bot bro. I'm talking about boxing, niggas be going at it. Uh Attack on Titan, of course. I think that shit is fire. God, God body. God body, bro. Uh the new season's about to kill shit. And hopefully, hopefully we get it in fall. If not, it's gonna be January 2021. Whoa! 2021? Hopefully, look, let me I'm like it's like Promise Neverland got pushed back to 2021. Hopefully. Yeah. Attack on Titan, there's still no word. We're still supposed to get it in October, but if COVID is still going crazy, we're going to get it in January 2021. Man, let's man, let's cross our fingers and pray to the Otaku guys on that one. Bro, we need that to come out because, like, so far, mm -hmm. 20, 2020 has been decent. Like, it's been right. decent. Doro Hidoro, God Body, still the best anime of 2020, in my opinion. Tower That's of God... Right. Has been it was good. Tower God is good in my opinion. I really like it. I think God of God of High School is going to be great. That's going to be great. I think Fire Force season two is going to change people's opinion of Fire Force because that's just uh, going to go. Yeah, that's just going to go nuts. And then nuts. after that, it's like, what do we have? We were looking forward to Attack on Titan. Hopefully, we get it. Uh, damn. Now I think about it. Uh, I know, but this ain't till I believe October. I want to say we're getting Chainsaw Man. I don't know what that is, but I'm... That might not be till October of next year. Oh, fuck. But we're supposed man. to get... We're supposed to get um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen at the end of the... Like, November-ish Christmas time. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Uh, there's, an, 
there's an anime I'm watching. Now. I think it's an Isekai. I think I said it right, but it's a uh, Princess Reconnect Dive. I'm kind of into that. Uh, okay. The creator of the creator of Kanasuba, I think that's what it's called, made this anime. So it's kind of like the same thing, dog. Okay, so some Isekai shit. I get it. I feel that. Yeah, uh, recreators Isekai, a great one. That that shit was that shit, guy, buddy, bro. Twenty five episodes, people. Shout Pete. out to my guy Peter. That's his who does. Uh, what do you say? Anime. He has a podcast, super dope. That's his shit. He loves recreators. Bro, recreators is. Fire. I could watch that whole thing again and it feel like I watched it for the first time. Okay, like, anything else anything else you got that's your favorite anime that, that you just that, that you love? So let's see. That make otaku god otaku god. I haven't heard oh, that any ma- that makes otaku god. Yeah, otaku that's god. what that's what we want to know. Like I haven't heard any Bebops, Trigons, Yu Yu Hakachos. I know you got one that's uh Tawakwan. I was shocked you didn't say that one yet. Oh yeah, Tawanaquan. A lot of people need to watch that, man. A lot of people didn't like it because, they, you know, it's it's long, but I think it's a great movie. It's in six parts. Shit's people fire. To, shit's fire, dog. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho, of course. Like, tonight, the old tonight, anything on Tanami. Gundam Wing, Big O. Oh, Big uh, O is my shit, bro. Ten- and I, I always say that Big O is legit Batman. Roger Smith is Bruce Wayne. The Big yes, O suit itself is quote unquote Batman. His butler's Alfred, and the yep. and uh the girl who's his like his uh maid who's the android is Robin. It's yes, sir. Uh oh, Tenchi Mu- uh, Muyo. Muyo. Ah, that's fade shit. Tenchi Muyo. Yeah. yeah. I said in a while. Uh, oh, at Fully Cooly FLCL. Some people call it that. That was a uh, great. I don't know if you've seen that, bro. But if you haven't, please watch it. Classic, six episodes. Hell yeah, Fully uh, Cooly is definitely a classic. Just like really like all of those like tsunami things made me dog. That shit really made me to who I am today. Anything on tsunami made me. Uh, I got a so question I'm, for you then. Yeah. What what do you which one's the best out of these three? Bleach, Naruto, One Piece. Man, since I'm watching One Piece right now, I haven't really watched Bleach enough. I really need to finish that, but I know I know what happens at the end and all that. But uh, bro, I'm gonna have to say One Piece. I just feel like the storytelling is is god godly. Uh, I'm really attracted to like each character. Like I feel like I'm like I feel like I know each person, bro. Like uh, just, that shit is just good, bro. One piece I, for the look, man. I agree with you. My thing is, I think Naruto is has the best MC. I think Naruto is a better MC than Luffy. I think I can see why you say that. I think some of the characters in one in Naruto are a little bit better developed, but in terms of storytelling and world building. One Piece is the best out of those three. And that's yeah. what I look for in, in like, and I look for storytelling and world building and just the way they built the world of One Piece and the way they tell the, Oda tells the story, to me it's better than how Kishimoto told Naruto. But in terms mm-hmm. of MC, I like, I'm more of a Naruto fan than I am a Luffy fan. Whereas in One Piece, I like all the surrounding characters more than I like Luffy. Like, Luffy. I'm more of a Sanji, Zoro, Rob Lucci, Katakuri, Doflamingo, Trafalgar yeah. Law. I like all the, the outside characters more than I like the MC. Whereas in Naruto, I'm a Naruto stan. Naruto and Sasuke, I love them both. I love, uh, before I, I actually watched One Piece, Naruto was my, uh, like, top number one shonen pick. Mine too. Uh, I'm not really feeling Baruto. I, oh, might no, I don't like Boruto either. Yeah, I might jump into the manga because I heard the manga's better. I just, manga I, I, I just here's what I think, bro. They should have just started off time skip, time skip Baruto after the Naruto series and just showed us what the fuck happened with his son. 
just fighting that dude at the beginning, like they showed us a little preview of him getting ready to go in. Like yep. I feel like we I feel like we don't need a whole shonen about Baruto, bro. I don't I don't know. Something weird about that. I just don't like. I don't want to watch this shit. The man it, it, it seems like a it's it's almost like a retelling of Naruto. Yes, they have original stuff and I do enjoy the manga, but it just it is like you said it wasn't necessary. And to me when it back to our big three conversation I give One Piece the best story, Naruto the best protagonist, and I give Bleach. Bleach is definitely not that great of a story. The characters are okay. I think they have the best character designs, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they have cool-looking characters, man. Yes. Uh, let, let, let me ask you something about Dragon Ball. So, Go ahead. Since I, so since I've watched One Piece, I've seen a little Bleach. I've seen, you know, uh, Naruto. I'm gonna keep it real, bro. As much as I love Dragon Ball, I feel like that. Say it. Is, Say it. Let's the, get into it. Say it. I feel like that is the worst shonen now, ever. Look, one Dragon Ball Z is one of the worst storytellings in anime. I agree with you 100%. There's yeah. not that only one character gets developed. That's Vegeta, and then even Vegeta's character development. It happens, but he doesn't get any of the benefits of the storytelling device. It's literally villain comes in, Goku fights, Goku loses, Goku gets stronger, Goku fights villain again, villain gets defeated. And they throw in different things like maybe a fusion to beat the villain, maybe Vegeta will win one round but then ends up losing in the end. But it's the same arc over and over and over there every time they show you how the world gets bigger they end up making it smaller by just goku fighting one person and then that's it everything about those angels set up in super everything about jiren's earth everything about hits dimension none of that shit mattered because goku ends up fighting one of them beats them and then that's it when hit came back to the tournament of power he lost and his universe was destroyed we didn't get anything extra that we that was promised to us well not promised that was hinted to us it's literally Mm -hmm. just goku versus villain every fucking time and i'm honestly tired of seeing goku win i'm tired of seeing these power up ass pools i'm tired of seeing these different super saiyans i'm tired of it bro so like like now like i said after watching all the other shonen dragon ball doesn't really have a good plot nope i still love it it's just not it's a it's a it's a great starter anime. It's a great yeah. intro. It, it 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 shows you that okay, here's some of the anime tropes. Here's something that like anime does where they have cool fights, but beyond that, there's no substance. No substance. That's the word. That's perfect. No substance, bro. Oh, I agree with you. Oh, Nick. Yeah. look, y'all can <laughs> at me and Otaku God if y'all want, but that shit is true. Stop Price. lying to yourselves. Go watch. Yeah. Like, if you want to watch a shonen. Like, compare Mob Psycho 100 to Dragon Ball Z. It's night and fucking day. Like, Mob Psycho goes into the depths of what makes someone a human being. What Great makes someone development. Like, what makes someone have the idea of they're lonely and they have this thing about them that they're scared to show the world because they're fear of how the world will reject them if they know their true selves. That's yeah. something that we can relate to as human beings. What can we relate to in Dragon Ball Z? Not a damn nothing, thing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing, bro. Like, as far as, like, being kids, you know, we all wanted to go Super Saiyan. We tried. I, yeah, and now that I'm older, I'm like, yo, this shit is real stupid. I'm tired of seeing <laughs> Vegeta lose. Yeah. Uh, the Sensu Bean shit. I'm done with it, bro. Dragon Ball, re- 
recreate uh rebringing people back like no bro i'm done bro <laughs> i'm, <laughs> I'm with done, you bro 1000 percent. oh man i'll talk about this has been great uh the final question we ask everybody is if you were the writer director to the otaku god movie how would you want it to end oh shit that's a crazy question bro i didn't mean to fuck oh <laughs> how would i want the otaku god movie to win I mean, how do I, how do I want it to end? Yes. Yeah. Um, I would have an ending as me as the greatest rap MC in, uh, ever. Uh, all of Otaku Underworld wins. Uh, we beat the evil villain. We take over the evil corporation of the music wave, and we make anime rap a mainstream thing. And we just the goats of this shit. That's I, I don't know. That's the best thing I could come up with. That was Hell like yeah. off, that was like so random, bro. I like that question though. <laughs> Hell yeah, that, that's the one we do. Thank you, Otaku God, so much for coming on the pod, man. Tell the people they can find you on social media. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, Twitter, Otaku God 270. Instagram, Otaku God 270. Basically, and everything is Otaku God 270. I didn't change nothing. You can literally find me with that name. That's 100%. It. All right, y'all make sure y'all go follow Otaku God. Y'all make sure y'all go check out Jagan. And with that being said, let's get into the rest of the podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the boys are back. This is Bros Who Ball. We got to talk sports today. We got a lot of sports news to uh, talk about. But joining me on my left, as always, Mr. Adam Schubert. And joining me below, as always, is Mr. Justin Baptiste. I'll start with Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, Lyndon. You know, it's uh, about to be a holiday weekend, but I got to escape a little bit before... It got, I guess, the second wave of this deal, or not even the second wave, but like the the next little peak. And um, I got to, you know, see my family and I'll do all that. So that was good. So it's uh, feel refreshed getting ready for the month of sports. Yeah, man. And we talked about a little bit about that on Bros Who Binge. Like it was nice getting that week off, that vacation, just to recharge our batteries, to get ready for the final push of the year. Cause. Because low-key, I'm trying to, uh, y'all, I'm, I shouldn't be talking about this on the pod, but it's whatever. Like, we we have beat our goals every year so far of Matt getting more views than we got the previous year. And now we got to churn it out to beat last year. Last year, we put up big numbers as a, as a network, so now it's time to beat last year's goals. So we needed that little recharge to get us right ready to go. Three years in, want to congratulate all of y'all for being a part of this with me for three years, our anniversary was uh, by the time you guys hear this, our anniversary was on Monday. So three years in, want to thank you guys for, for being a part of this. But also joining me as always, Mr. Justin Baptiste. Justin, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Lyndon. I've been training. Oh, you getting ready? <laughs> been, uh, you know, playing some basketball. All right, big, big bet. I'm going to be ready. What month is it? It's July. I'm going to be ready for August. We getting it, we getting it cracking and all. Uh, at the end of July, yeah. I'm gonna be ready by the end of July. So when you gotta go back to school, before you go back, I'm gonna bust your ass. Right. <laughs> and we are gonna get shooting yeah, to okay. come record it. Oh, it's going down. No, no. Yeah, you're gonna have to get witnesses. I love the confidence. Oh, it's going down. But speaking of the end of July, we got basketball to talk about. The schedules are out. We got to see about how the Pelicans are doing. We got to see about how the Grizzlies are doing. In this episode, we had uh, Mr. David Grubb and Charles on as a guest earlier in the show. But we didn't talk a lot of sports, but we talked a little bit. But this is where we're going to break it down. Before we get into any of that, Justin, you know you got to take a little backseat because we got to talk some football real quick. Schubert, big news in the world of the NFL. Cam Newton has signed to the New England Patriots. 
Am I overreacting by thinking this is a big, big deal? Um, I think it's a pretty big deal. I think, um, you know, in a way, a lot of people never would have thought that the Patriots would choose Cam Newton, mm-hmm. um, even though it probably would have made sense. Um, so now I think it's good that they are actually making that move for themselves. Uh, he definitely makes them a contender. Yeah, I mean, it's the same team that Tom Brady took to the playoffs. The question um, is, is is Cam's durability? Is Cam healthy? That's the major question. I saw Richard Sherman kind of saying he thinks the contract that Cam got is BS. But no, that's Cam betting on himself. He took a lesser amount of money. He, I think he's going to beat out Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer well, yeah. to get the starter. And if Cam is healthy, let's look at some of, like, some of Cam's numbers for, for when he's healthy. Like, okay, wh- when he's at his best, he, he averages 59 to about 61 completion percentage. He averages over 3,000 yards. He averages over 15 touchdowns. And he averages under 15 interceptions. This dude is the real deal, along with rushing touchdowns. Look, Bill Belichick has realized with people like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and all these dual-threat quarterbacks that the league is moving another way. And let's not act like Cam Newton wasn't one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks. As long as he's durable, he learns how to slide, I think Josh McDaniels won't allow him to run as much. They'll utilize it. But this is a big move, and if they win and Cam shows that he is durable and healthy, he's going to be the starter for the Patriots for at least the next five years. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's possible. They, you know, it's a one-year deal, so they'll see how it goes. If he gets hurt, I assume he'll be out. Yeah. Um, but if anything, it gives them an opportunity to get used to the idea of having a mobile quarterback, start establishing an offensive skill set in that direction. Because if it's not Jared Stidham, the guys that you're looking to draft or the future of the NFL in general is going to be a more mobile quarterback. So this gives you your opportunity to use someone who's experienced and highly skilled to, you know, go into the new Brady fit, the net, the, you know, the time after Brady. I have a so, question I mean, for you. Do you think the Patriots with Cam Newton are, who do you think is going to have a better season? The Patriots and Cam Newton or Tampa Bay and Tom Brady? Well, I'm I going. I, I think it's difficult to say because I think that straight up Tampa Bay would win. Mm, okay, but I think that the Patriots have less trouble than yeah. what the Bucks have to go through. So it's like I think like the Patriots ceiling now. I, I I would say is back up to twelve to eleven wins. It's Super Bowl and, potential, um, and you know their floor is about you know. Still about seven, Wild card. seven wins, maybe. Or you know, I you know, I still think there's a possibility that it's it, it all fails. But, True, no one hundred percent. But um, yeah, and with the Bucks, I think their ceiling at this point is ten at the most. So there's no way they're gonna get twelve wins. I agree. Um, and their floor so, is missing the playoffs. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's it, I could see where Brady would do worse, but it's not because his team's bad. It's because the AFC East is not still good. building itself up. So like this is the perfect time for the Patriots to have someone who's established because at this point he's the best quarterback in their division. And the thing is, at first the Bills were the favorite. And now it's yeah. like 
<coughs> excuse me. Now it's like um, the Patriots have a good defense. They need to get Cam some weapons, which I think they'll do. But now with that great defense, Bill Belichick coaching, Josh McDaniels calling the plays, you have a running game. You now have Cam Newton. A lot of stuff is looking good for the Patriots. It's just, can they sign some wide receivers? Because we know Brady didn't have any, but Edelman's going to be a good target for Cam. I think Edelman might be Cam's best weapon he's had in his whole career, minus yeah. Greg Olson. Like, I mean, like, this is this is going to be a good look for Cam. Uh, I have a question. Do, do you think the Patriots win the AFC East? Well, that's the thing. When you were talking about how the Bills were the favorite, I still think that the Bills are contender to win that or even even if right now a favorite because you still don't know what's going to happen with cam and yeah. you know his injuries and all this but where the bills are solid like they're a solid team that i think is not going to miss the eight to ten win mark no i'm with you i think look, if cam at his best if cam is healthy and cam is is right i think the the pats are the third best team in the afc behind uh the chiefs number one Baltimore Ravens, number two, and I have them number three if Cam is healthy. Now, if Cam's not, that pushes them down, of course, but it's going to be very interesting because Pittsburgh's, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be out there competing against them. The Bills, like you said, is a solid team, but I don't see the Bills making a deep playoff run. The Browns, I'm not getting behind the Browns bandwagon until I see them play. Like you said, you you have yeah. learned me that last year. Uh, the Texans, I'm not supporting Bill O'Brien because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, Honestly, the Cardinals, the Cardinals well, look, car- <laughs> look the good. The Cardinals are in the NFC. Oh, yeah, the Cardinals are in the NFC. You're right, you're right, you're right. So, I mean, I, I'm not going with San Diego. Uh, Indianapolis, it's like, is... Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, is Phillip Rivers going to do it for them? Like, I'm pulling up the AFC Conference right now just to see all the, the teams, and I'm trying to think of... Who? Well, I mean, there's a lot of question marks and the two supposed sure things, but we you know last with the last year's playoffs, you never know who what happens. Oh, when so you you're get questioning there. the Chiefs and the and the and the Bing, and the uh, Ravens? No, I'm not questioning them. I'm oh, saying okay. like you know those are your two top ones, no doubt. I'm just saying like, but I'm not saying that they're going to be locks for the conference championship because you the don't Titans, know what happens in the playoffs. The Titans but, should should be back. Yeah, you know, there's going to be good teams. It's it, and I think the, ske- the schedule is kind of rough for the Patriots. They have like a really rough three week road trip later later in the year. Yep. So, um, it's it's all going to depend. It's just really hard with this season since there's not going to be a lot of time for them, and he's just now joining the team. Yeah. And like you know, th- so he's going to have to catch up on all these Zoom meetings that they've been doing, and you have to <laughs> learn a whole new playbook, and you don't even get to be on the field with the guys until the end of the month, maybe. He he should you know how he's been with Odell because like I, apparently the Browns were thinking about signing him which if I'm Baker Mayfield I'm pissed but that's a whole nother story if I'm if I'm Cam I'm getting with Julian Edelman like today and like I'm just gonna go spend a month or as much time as I can with Julian Edelman throwing getting routes running I want to ask you a question because I know you follow college football more closely than me how is college football looking with Corona like is it gonna happen what what have you been hearing. Um, what I've been hearing is that it's possible for the SEC to play mm. because, you know, they, all of their states are real lax on everything and, and you know, they'll be willing to put to put that up. And they're, they're, Even though LSU you know, just got 30 cases of 
for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard I heard a rumor that like they were trying to get sick, which I hope is not true. Jesus. But just like get it out of your system before the season. That's but um, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. And anyway, you can get it again. Like the antibodies. Yeah. Don't, yeah. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is like for the SEC, for example, they, they're all going to be able to fund what needs to be done to play. Mm-hmm. But where teams need to get worried are the teams like UL um, and, you know, so all the you're, you're out Mobile. Yeah. yeah. American Athletic Conference. Are they going to be able to have the resources to keep up with the other larger programs with all their funding to, you know, be able to make sure that everyone's safe all the time. And the the question is right now is, you know, even if they say that they're doing those things, are some of the bigger schools are concerned about their head to head because they yeah. don't want to expose them to players that may have been exposed at a diff- to different things. So they may want to stay within conferences. So I think there could be adjustments to the schedule. I think it's more so that the NFL plays in college football. If if one doesn't go, yeah, like I think the NFL is going to go somehow, some way, but college football could be the one that that bites the bullet. Yeah, that, college yeah, football. Bites the bullet. Because my question is like, how does I know the SEC? If if they if they're if it's like you can play, the SEC is going to play. But the question is like, what does the Pac-10 do or the Pac-12? Like California, I don't know if they're going to let them play. I don't know if like some of those West Coast and some of those ACC schools are going to play. And like you said, the smaller conferences. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see. And I think it all starts with this NBA bubble, which just keeps all the things surrounding it keep getting worse as Florida gets more cases. I mean, honestly, it starts with the MLS. Yeah, MLS is going to get the first shot at it. And we're going to see how it goes with their World Cup style thing. And um, then we'll see baseball getting started. Well, the NBA starts the, at the end of the month. And the NBA starts. So we'll see how it all goes with that. They're going to be the tone setters. I think it's... Uh, a little worrisome that all this stuff's happening just a month before yeah. we get all this going. Exactly. And I've heard that the, like Disney, some report came out that their Disney's not testing their employees. They're putting it on the employees to test themselves. Then I've heard that the national guard and the police are going to run Disney world, all kind of crazy shit with this NBA bubble, but it's happening. So let's talk about it. Justin, you're, you're in this for this. I'll read off some of the schedules for like some of the games leading up and then we'll dive into the, to the uh, Pelicans, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it from the broad landscape and then we'll dive into the Pelicans after. So on the 30th, we start game one, Pelicans versus Jazz, Clippers versus Lakers. The next night we got Magic versus Nets, Suns versus Wizards, Celtics versus Bucks, Grizzlies versus Trailblazers, Kings versus Spurs, Rockets versus Mavericks. Then the day after that, we go Pelicans, Clippers, Lakers, Raptors, 76ers, Pacers, Jazz, Thunder, Heat, Nuggets, and so on and so on. I'm not going to go through all the games because some of these games don't really matter. Uh, but looking at let's let, let's look at some of the overview all things. Justin, who is your favorite looking at the modified schedules and who are you looking to 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 show that like are the uh, basically what I'm asking, who are you looking to see something from before the playoffs in these last little games? Who do you think needs to show that? Oh, we're here to play. Who do you think is the favorite going into these games? And just give me your, your take on some of these teams. Well, I think everyone has something to play for. Uh, you know, you don't really have time to you know, go go uh, go through the motions. Of course, it's going to happen. But I think you want to, you know, go in there, you know, play as hard as possible. You only have what, I mean, a, a few games until the playoffs. So I yeah. think 
you have to come in ready to play, ready to play hard, come prepared. And I think it's going to show, you know, who's been really putting in the work. Yeah, you got eight games before the playoff starts. Each yeah, game. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone has been working, but I just want to see, you know, how the top teams come ready to play. Like, I want to see how the Lakers come, uh, how the Clippers come, how the Bucks come, how Celtics come. I want to see, you know, how's, this, how's the chemistry going to be? You know, who's, who's going to be clicking right away? Who's going to come back? Are, are, will LeBron and, and the Lakers, will they come back still clicking on all cylinders? You know, yep. all that time off, rhythm could be thrown off. So I just want to see, you know, who, who, who's going to come back with the same, with not the same rhythm, but who's, who's going to come be back ready? Chemistry right now, who's going to be ready to play? Schubert, and, what's your initial? Oh, go ahead, Justin, finish up my bad. And I'm looking forward to all the top two, though. I mean, I think we, we kind of know who's going to, you know, make RAB you know, the final four are in the finals. So you want I just want to see how those guys are gonna play. And then you know, I wanna see uh the Pelicans, uh Blazers, those those teams that's at the the play the playing game. I hope that happens. I wanna see that happen. Schubert, what's your initial take before we dive into some teams of just what are you what are you looking to see from some of these teams leading up to the playoffs? Give us if you have any teams before I, I zero in on some that you want to see some things from. Um, well, I, I think it is really tough, especially for those West teams, that they're only really fighting for one spot. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they're the ones that everyone's kind of interested in, and I don't know. Well, I guess I'd be interested in with those other seven teams that are already in is who's playing, who's uh, going through the motions and who's playing and, like, how is the chemistry for some of the players, like, you know, J.R. Smith adding to the Lakers. The like, Lakers, what's yeah. his – What's his chemistry like, and how does that factor into the to the equation? Who doesn't come back? You know, for for the players that for the players who do and don't come back, like how do those teams respond to that? And the addition of adding in these different players, subs, and how do the jazz like one one in particular? I think of how do the jazz come back when everybody was pissed at Rudy Gobert? Like, is their chemistry going to be there? How's Mike Conley going to play? There's certain seeds, like for example, from three in the West in particular from three to seven, where it's the, the nuggets are 43 and 22. The jazz are 41 and 23. The thunders 40 and 24 rockets, 40 and 24 Mavericks, 40 and 27. We could see shifts based upon if certain teams come out slow, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the jazz fall and maybe a team like the rockets rise or maybe a team like the Mavericks rise. It's going to be interesting to see how these teams interact. Honestly, though, I think the team that, that's going to really shock us is the Rockets. I'm with you on that. Because James Harden and Westbrook has, you know, those guys, they've been they working a lot of the minutes. They've been able to rest their bodies. They've been able to you know, move how they want. So I think they're going to come back with energy. That can be scary. Look, be- my favorite teams right now, and I'll pull up the Rockets schedule just so we can. We'll talk about the East in a second after we talk about the West, and then we'll get to the Pelicans at the end. But Right now, if you look at, let's see, Rockets' schedule. All right, so right now, if you look at the Rockets' remaining games, they play the Mavericks, the Bucks, the Trailblazers, the Lakers, and then they get a reprieve with the Kings, or they get a break with the Kings, the Spurs, the Pacers, and the 76ers to end up the thing. I think those first four games will tell us, like, where the Rockets stand in the sense of, like Justin said, are they going to come out on full cylinders? Are they going to show us how they play? And I think this is something where the Rockets could end up being the favorites going into the playoffs. 
as like one of the teams that like, yo, we should be more scared of them. The Lakers, on the other hand, have to play the Clippers, the Raptors, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Nuggets, and then they get one game off with the Kings. So the Lakers have a really, really tough schedule where they, some people might not come back. And if injuries happens to the Lakers, they may be in trouble. The Clippers end up playing the Lakers, Pelicans, Suns, Mavericks, Trailblazers, Nets, Nuggets, and Thunder. They have an easier schedule than the Lakers and the Rockets. Do we feel, because Paul George said the Clippers are 100% ready. Are the Clippers the favorite? Yeah. I think they are. I don't think they are. I think the, I think the Lakers are still the favorites. Mm, okay. Schubert, I want to hear your, your rebuttal today. I don't know, man. It's just like, it, it really is just LeBron and AD where, you know, if you look at the, you know, I, I was looking at people talking about, you know, pick a, pick your players, you know, who are your top 10 players on both sides of the court? And, you know, if you pick a top 10, there's, it's really hard to see more than three Lakers out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, losing Avery Bradley. It's I huge. mean, I guess J.R. Smith's like the same. No, but, he, I don't think he is. Like, look, but, let's, yeah. let's compare. We'll compare the Lakers roster to the to the Clippers and the, and the Rockets because I really want to zero in on this Rockets team because I'm actually really a fan of the Rockets in this particular asterisk season. So the Clippers right now, they go – all right, let me pull up the ESPN roster. The Clippers go Patrick Beverly, uh, Paul George, Jermichael Green, Montrezl Harrell, Reggie Jackson – Kawhi Leonard, Terrence Mann, uh, Roddy McGruder, Marcus Morris, Joakim Noah, Patrick Peterson, Landry Shamit, Lou Williams, and Ivaka Zubac. To me, you can play Paul George, Kawhi, Pat Bev, uh, Jermichael Green, Montrez, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Joakim Noah, Patrick Peterson, uh, Landry Shamit, Lou Will, and Ivaka Zubac. You have 12 men that can play. If you look at the Lakers roster in comparison, you have Avery Bradley's not playing. So you got Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Caruso, Quinn Cook, Anthony Davis, Jared Dudley, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, LeBron, Kuzma, JaVale, Markeith Morris, Rondo, and Deion Waiters. That's not Out, bad. Outside of AD and LeBron, who is your scoring option? Kuzma. Every, I think everyone is. Ooh, I don't... Kuzma and Green. What's that? Kuzma and Green. Okay, if you say Kuzma and Green is your second and third option, or your third and fourth, if you look at the Clippers compared, because obviously it's Kawhi and, and Paul George, you have Lou Will, Montrez Harold, the Marcus, uh, one of the Morris twins, Landry Shamit. All four of those guys can score and get buckets. I don't know if the Lakers have the firepower to compete. And then if you look at the Rockets... Man, the Rockets roster is is deadly. You got Damari Carroll, Tyson Chandler, Robert Covington, Eric Gordon, Jeff Green, James Harden, Daniel House, Ben McLemore, uh, David Anubata, Austin Rivers, Tabo Cephalosha, P.J. Tucker, and Russell Westbrook. That's a team that can interchange and shoot threes. I like the Rockets and Clippers roster more than the Lakers. I understand the Lakers have LeBron and AD, but the Rockets and Clippers just have more depth. I, I mean, I agree. Uh, they like the, the the rosters, the Rockets and the Clippers rosters do sound, you know, very good, almost better than the Lakers. But the the thing about me is like, you know, history has shown. I've seen uh, I've I've seen LeBron play, 
know, lights out games. And, you know, when that time comes, all you really need is another guy, a supporting cast. History has shown that. And I think he has that. He has AD, a superstar. I, I would say, like, skill level. Superstar. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree with that. And then you have a supporting cast who could, you know, knock down the open three. The and question is, though, yes. The and question is, though, that Justin, that I'm opposed to you is when LeBron has done this, he's had people like D Wade, Kyrie Irving, guys who can get their shot and don't rely on LeBron to set them up. Can Anthony Davis do that being a guy where LeBron has to set him up? And we've seen Anthony Davis not play well against guys like Montrez Harold and guys like Tyson Chandler. Not saying that AD is going to just shit the bed, but I'm just saying AD hasn't proven this to us in the playoffs. And can he be a legit second option for LeBron? Whereas we know Russell Westbrook can be a second option to James Harden. And we know Paul George can definitely be a second option to Kawhi, even though Paul George falls short in these playoff moments, he's not required to be the go-to guy. I mean, I think AD is a, is a top five player. I agree. I think he, he's, he's a top five player. I think he's probably the second best guy behind, uh, behind uh, Russell Westbrook. As I a two, as like a do, are you talking about the I best seconds? I, yeah, yeah, okay. Guy, I think he's the second best in the entire playoffs. It's just that we haven't seen him play at that, at that type of level. But I'm putting stock in him. I, I, I think he's that good. So I'm betting on AD and LeBron. Basically. 100%. I'm betting I'm, on. The way I'm going right now, I got really, the, I'm betting on AD because I know like LeBron, LeBron yeah. taking that step to, you know, not seem shook. I'm going to rank it right now in terms of the West as my favorites. I go Clippers one, Rockets two, Lakers three. Something about this Rockets team, man, I really, really like in the fact that they can play a small ball uh, lineup with Jeff Green as the center or with uh, Robert Covington as the center. It just shows they can switch out. And yeah, AD's going to get his points against the Rockets, but can the Lakers guard the Rockets? That's the question. Can the Clippers guard the Rockets? And I think the Clippers are better suited to than the Lakers, but that's something we're going to have to look at. Let's switch to the East because I think in terms of the East, the only two teams that I think pose a threat is the Bucks and the Celtics. Yes, the Raptors are great, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors are a dark horse team because they're the champions, they have a lot of chemistry, but for the Raptors to win, they're going to rely on a lot of Pascal Siakam taking another step, and that's something that has left to be seen. I think the Heat are also a dark horse team. It just, can Tyler Hero take that step? Can he help Jimmy Butler be that second option? That's something we're going to have to see. And I also like the Pacers, but is Oladipo healthy? That's the question with the Pacers. So I just want to look at the Bucks in the in the Celtics just for now. We'll look at the other teams as we get closer. The Celtics uh, schedule is this. The Bucks, Trailblazers, Heat, Nets, Raptors, Magic, Grizzlies, Wizards, whereas the Bucks play the uh, the Celtics, Rockets, Nets, Heat, Mavericks, Raptors, Wizards, Grizzlies. I think they have a pretty even schedule. To me, I like the Celtics the most as my favorite in the in the East because the Celtics have a, have guys like the Celtics go. Uh, let me pull up their roster real quick. Well, you know, with what you said with the Celtics schedule, it sounds like we're going to figure out what they're about real quick. Yeah. Bucks, yeah, Heat, early. Raptors. 
really, uh, we're going to find out both, like, really fast on who's who. The I mean, the Celtics go Jalen Brown uh, to start. So, wait, I'm going to pull up the ESPN because the NBA roster, NBA roster.com is trash. So, they go Jalen Brown, uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, and then you can start either Ennis Cantor or if they want to, or uh, Daniel Tice, or if they want to go small, Marcus Morris. But if you look at it in terms of the whole roster, they go Jalen Brown, Ennis Cantor, Gordon Hayward, uh, Simi Ojale, Marcus Smart, uh, Jason Tatum, Daniel Tice, Kimball Walker, uh, and then that's about, and with a bunch of rookies like Brad Wanamaker, Tremont Waters, Carson Edwards. They, they after Jalen Brown, uh, Gordon Hayward, Ennis Cantor, Simi Ojale, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Daniel Thice, Kimball Walker. They go eight deep, and then it's a bunch of rookies. Whereas the Bucks, the Bucks roster, they go. Let's see real quick. Let me pull this up. The Milwaukee Bucks, they go Giannis, Bledsoe. Pat Covington, Dante DiVincenzo, George Hill, uh, Ersan Ilyasova, Kyle Korver, Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez, Wesley Matthews, and then Middleton, and then Marvin Williams. Honestly, the Bucks may be a deeper team in the sense of their role players. They might have better role players than the Celtics, but the Celtics' first six are better than the Bucks' first six. So I'll start with you, Justin. Who? Do, how do you think the Celtics' youth compares to the Bucks' depth? Well, I think that their, their youth is, is you know, it's not bad because they've kind of been there already. Yeah. You know, into the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, the Bucks have made it pretty far. They've been a, a second-round team. So I think, you know, experience isn't as, as big because both teams are pretty young, you know, as far as, like, experience-wise. Yeah. No, my I, I want like if you're picking two teams, the safe thing would probably be to to pick the Bucks because you no, know, they've been the best team in the East on paper, but we know that the playoffs are completely different. Yep. And also, you also have Kimba Walker, who I think is a is a bona fide, you know, I, big time player. And it's funny, I, I Justin, because before we before uh, like a couple pods ago when we were talking about the NBA, I was really underselling Kimba and bigging up Tatum. But as I, as the weeks have progressed and, and now getting to this pod and me just thinking on it, I think Kimba Walker is a big time X factor for this playoffs because yeah, Tatum could be the one, but it could, Tatum doesn't have to be because Kimba's there. Kimba can take over the fourth quarter and let's say Tatum for the first two rounds hasn't hit his groove. That's okay because Kimba can do it as long as Tatum hits his groove at some point. The Celtics are deadly. And then let's not act like Gordon Hayward wasn't an all-star. If he catches fire, it's just the Celtics have so much talent, man. Yeah, and, you know, we, we forget about Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker, could do, he has a spot-up game. He, has, he can go off the dribble. He can create his own shot. In his own shot. Like, he can be lethal. And I just think it's safe to pick the Bucks, but it's like, you know, in that fourth, I, I feel like both both teams are very good. I feel like it's going to be a lot of close games. And I just think, you know, those games, I think it's going to go game seven. And Giannis is, you know, he, he's a superstar player. But I also know Kemba and Tatum are right there. Yeah, and look. But those two guys, I, I think Tatum and Kemba, those are two guys who are bona fide buckets. Giannis and the Bucks are kind of like the Hulk in the sense of, 
their super brute force athleticism, but they don't have any finesse. They don't have any type of, they rely on athleticism and brute force. They don't have any finesse in any many skills in the sense of three-point shooting. Yes, they have three-point shooters around them with people like uh, Robin <laughs> Lopez, Kyle Korver, Ersan Ilyasova, and uh, Chris Middleton, but the stars of that team, they, the, they don't have as many stars. There's only one bona fide star on the Bucks, and that's Giannis, where if you look at Boston, Boston reminds me kind of like Wolverine. Yes, they can do brute force, but they're versatile and they can do more things, whereas you have Jalen Brown can catch fire. Uh, Jason Tatum could catch fire. Gordon Hayward could catch fire. And Mark and uh, Kimber Walker could catch fire. That's four. Whereas the Bucks, Giannis, uh, Bledsoe, maybe. Chris Middleton, maybe. It, it's kind of my argument that I was making against the Lakers. I don't think the Bucks have enough talent come round two, through, round two and three leading up to the finals. They could get through round one. They could maybe get through round two. But when they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and the finals, I don't know if they have enough firepower to go up against teams like the Celtics, even the 76ers, and teams like uh, that they're going to face on the West. Schubert, how do you feel about the Bucks not having that second guy? Because I think that's what that, this comes down to. Well, the thing with the Bucks is that they didn't make it to the NBA Finals last year because the team that they did had didn't cut it. Yeah. And maybe it was because Kawhi Leonard is possibly in that, you know, top echelon of, yeah. you know, players of the league that, you know, him versus Giannis becomes like a matchup. But it's like what you're saying with Boston. Boston's star power is way more than the Bucks, And, like, you know, the Bucks have solid players on, on the bottom end. Like, I was at the game where they played the Pelicans. Pat Connaughton can – he's a baller. He can play, yeah. He can play. But for real – that team he, he didn't, couldn't get it done last year, and I see that possibly the writing's on the wall for it to happen again. Will the will the series be competitive, and will they have a shot? Sure. And you know, Giannis is a big factor in all of that. But you know, Chris Middleton will definitely have to step up at yeah. the end, which he didn't really do much in Bledsoe's last year. Bledsoe's gonna have to step up. Um, Bledsoe's gonna have to step up, but I feel like there's other guys on the other side of the the court that are really gonna. That are that are there to to match up with them. And the thing about Kemba Walker is Kemba Walker showed that he was cold blooded and clutch in his college, in college years. Yep. But he's never had the opportunity to get into the playoffs and, and he's been wanting a this deep run. And this is the time. And and, that, and that's my thing. Like the Bucks, the way that they built this team, and it's not a it's not a poorly built team. The Bucks, the way they built this team reminds me. Do you remember that Orlando team with Dwight Howard and how he had a bunch of shooters around him, like Jameer Nelson, Turgaloo, yeah. Pietris? They didn't have a second star. And that's why Kobe beat them because Kobe had Lamar Odom, uh, Paul Gasol. They had Turgaloo was good, Jameer Nelson was good, but they weren't bona fide star. He didn't have a second star. Like Bledsoe's good. Chris I, I would say Bledsoe's like Jameer, Chris Middleton's like Turgaloo. And Giannis is the Dwight Howard, but can Giannis shoot that 15-foot jumper to where when because you know Brad Stevens is a great coach, he's gonna clog the paint. Can Giannis shoot himself out of that clogged paint? And the thing is, Jalen Brown might not be great, but Jalen Brown can knock down shots, and Jalen Brown has shown he could take over. Gordon Hayward can take over, Jason Tatum can take over, and Kimball Walker has been fiending for the playoffs. He's a guy who's Kimball Walker's an all-star. Kimball Walker, it could be argued that Kimball Walker is a top six point guard, top five behind Russ, 
uh, uh, Kyrie, uh, Dame, Curry. Curry. I mean, after those guys, that's where you get into the Kimba Walker tier. And this is something that Kimba's going to want to prove. Like you said, I'll never forget that game where he was in Madison Square Garden against Pittsburgh, where he crossed up that guy and hit that game winner. Kimball Walker has shown he has ice in his veins. Justin, finish this up with who you like more, Celtics, Bucks, who are you, who you, who's your favorite in the East? That's a hard one, but uh, first off, I want to say that Chris Milton is their second player. He is. He's their turgaloo. Yeah. He's their second guy. They need a third guy. But as far as favorite, you know, I've been thinking about it and I've been watching some games and I'm really not sure to be honest. I got I, I wanna see like more of the season and kind of you know make my pick a little probably like like oh, yeah, this, this isn't our final pick. This is just your right. your your thoughts leading up. And I'm like the safe thing would be to pick the Bucks, but I really like I like the Celtics team. I like the Celtics team. I really think Kimba is built for this. Yeah, man. And the more and the more <laughs> the weeks go by. I've I, I've been the, I've been championing Tatum, but as more weeks go by, I've been thinking just in the back of my mind, Justin saying Kimba, Justin saying Kimba, and I believe in Kimba Walker. Even Tatum, I mean Tatum is is here right now. I think I think his time is now too. It is showing you know he can be that guy also. So I'm kind of torn in in between the two. So I'm gonna still you know kind of play the fence and just watch some more basketball. Sorry, and make a pick. Make a pick on, but well, right now I'm rocking with the yeah. Celtics. The Celtics are my favorite. Schubert, who's your favorite right now in the East? For me, it's the Celtics. And one thing I kind of want to say that kind of expands into the point is, you know, I'm a big fan of the show Big Brother. And what mm-hmm. the NBA is about to do here is a big game of Big Brother. It is. So you know, the chemistry is really going to be a, a big factor here. And one thing that around this time of year that we get really wrapped up in is the NBA free agency. There are guys that are in motion next year or whenever we get into the free agency, you know, uh, of course, like we're hearing, you know, that the Lakers are wanting to make a play for like Bradley Beal or stuff like that. So they're, you know, Hey, they get to hang out with Bradley Beal for a few weeks in Disney world. That's a good time to, to make your, your pitch. And the same thing's happening with Giannis. Giannis is going to be getting courted in the middle by of everybody by everybody in this, in this facility. How do you, your teammates react to that? What's Giannis's mindset going in, going through all of that? You know, what is your mindset being in quarantine essentially in uh, in this bubble in Disney world? So it, I don't want to make assumptions on their team because they could be the most solid unit there is. But, I mean, those are all the factors that you have to And we saw that affect Golden State account. last year. Yeah. And this is going to be even worse. This is AAU mentality NBA. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects. And I think that's a great point you made. Is Giannis's mind going to be focused in? Or not necessarily Giannis, because I, I think you made the point. It's not Giannis. It's the teammates. How does How do his team respond to all these guys constantly? courting Giannis, the media pressuring Giannis. It's going to be interesting to see. Let's talk Pelicans and Grizzlies, that eighth, that eighth, ninth-ranked seed. The Pelicans' schedule is as follows. They go Jazz, Clippers, Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. Boy, the Pelicans have an uh-huh. easy schedule. I love it. Uh-huh. And the, the Grizzlies go Trailblazers, Spurs, Pelicans, Jazz, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. Tough, tough, tough. 
But Justin, I don't want you to be, because I've seen a lot of John Morant stands. Shout out to M Grads. He's a great, great guy on Twitter. He's a great commentator. Shout out to uh uh my guy of uh, oh man, RP3, Rashad Phillips. He has that show with uh Kendrick Perkins. All these guys are big John Morant fans, and they're like, oh, the NBA is doing this to get Zion in the playoffs. No, bro. If you look at the schedules leading up to this, the Pelicans had one of the hardest schedules, and their schedule with the last little bit of games was supposed to be easy, whereas the Grizzlies had an easy schedule to start, and they had a hard one to finish. So Grizzlies fans are saying conspiracy, conspiracy. No, bro. It's just time for the Pelicans to have their easy part of the schedule. And if you look at it, I think the Pelicans are going to make it, man. Even if they get... Let's say they get the ninth-ranked seed and they have to beat the Grizzlies twice. If you look at rosters, the Pel- the Grizzlies have Grayson Allen, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Gorgie Dang, Josh Jackson, Jaron Jackson, Tyus Jones, John Morant, Tolliver, Jonas Valanciunas. No one on that team besides John Morant can create their own shot. If you look at the Pelicans, you go Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Alonzo Ball, Derek Favors, Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Frank Jackson, Nicolo Melli, Etwan Moore, Jaleel Okafor, J.J. Reddick, Kenrich Williams, and Zion Williamson. Whether it's Drew Holiday on John Morant or Lonzo Ball, they can, they're going to play them like they played Portland two years ago, but it's going to be worse because Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday will lock up John Morant. The Grizzlies couldn't beat the Pelicans in the regular season. I think the Pelicans are going to be the eighth-ranked seed. They just have so much more talent than the Grizzlies. They have two guys who can close with Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram, and Brandon Ingram should be the closer. He's the first option. And then the Zion Williamson effect. How does Zion play? David Griffin says he's in great shape. His shot's looking better. If Zion is at full strength plus Drew plus uh, Brandon Ingram and then Lonzo Ball doing his Lonzo thing, there's no way on God's green earth the Pelicans aren't making the playoffs and the Grizzlies are beating them. Justin, how do you feel about this playoff? Uh, how do you feel about the Pelicans versus the Grizzlies? And then we'll go to you, Schubert. Uh, I mean, I think that the Pelicans are a better team. You know, I think they are. I think we should re- re- we should really be watching out for the Portland Trailblazers more mm. than the Grizzlies. Because that boy, Dane, he's some serious. Okay. I have a great year. Let me pull up Portland stuff because he's having a great year. But I just think uh I think Zion he was born ready. He's been killing ever since he got since he stepped foot into the uh, in, on the court. Yeah. He's been killing it. Brennan Ingram is playing out of his mind right now. He's averaging 25. All-star. Lonzo, I mean, he can he he's knocking down the three ball. This is Lonzo's best season. Like he's let three ball. He plays defense. He doesn't do too much. He passes the ball. You have Drew Holiday, who just knows how to play ball. You got um, you got uh, Melly, who can shoot the three. Yep. And JJ Ray, who can shoot, can the, shoot three. the three. He, right. Josh Hart, who can play defense Josh and shoot Hart, the three. So underrated. He can play ball too, and they're hungry. They're, they they they. I think they're young. They're hungry, and they're yep. ready to play. They've been in the NBA for what a good three four years already. Yeah. Well, the the Lakers guys. Lonzo, yeah, they, yeah, and hard package deal. So I think the time is now for them to take that next step and make it to the playoffs. And I think they have the right person with Zion, right two people with Zion and Ingram leading the way. 
And Lino, yeah, no, I'm with you. And wait, real quick, Shubert, before you start, let me tell the Portland Trailblazers schedule because this is why I'm kind of not saying them. But I think, Justin, you make a good point that Portland could make it over the Grizzlies because right now the Grizzlies are 32 and 33. The Trailblazers are 29 and 37. Well, no, see, that's the thing. The Grizzlies have not as many losses, but in the Pelicans are 28 and 36. So the Pelicans right now are trying to face, beat Portland out. And Portland's schedule is this. They go Grizzlies, Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers, 76ers, Mavericks, Nets. They only have two games that aren't hard. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. So, uh, Schubert, let's get your take on this. Yeah, what I was going to say was <laughs> with, uh, with the Pelicans, um, the their veteran presence, too, you know, the, I can't really name anyone on the Grizzlies that have made deep playoff runs. Where we have Reddick, um, where favors. Reddick and Reddick favors and Drew Holiday have all seen the playoffs and are all going to have to play and a crucial role in the series. Yep. Or not series, but in the games. Um, so, yeah, the Pelicans' schedule seems pretty reasonable. I think it's good that they're starting things off against the Jazz. That's going to be a real tone setter. Just to get, lose them, to the get Clippers. them ready. Um, but you know, if you could get that first game against the jazz, it's really, like I said, going to set the tone for the rest of it. Cause you'll have, you'll lose to the Clippers. You'll go up against, uh, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies right after that. The so you're going to have to make, you're going to have to make your statement. And yep. if you, you know, but if the Pelicans drop the first three games, it's over. It's oh Yeah. That's the thing. The Pelicans have to beat the, like I, like you said, tone setter, you come in, the jazz are having all these COVID roster, uh, issues. They're having all this beef in between teams. It's the so first think, game too. So, so I think that's an easy game, game to come in and beat and win. They beat, let's say they beat the Jazz, like you said, lose to the Clippers, but then you go Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, and then Magic. That's, the Pels could sweep that. They could not lose yeah. any of those games. And that's something I I expect. Justin, what was your response to the Portland how I gave you Portland's schedule and now you see why I'm not mentioning Portland and all of this yeah Pelicans are going to the playoffs <laughs> I mean, it's just it sucks man because Dame has to go up against he'll beat the Grizzlies game one but it's Celtics Rockets Nuggets Clippers 76ers Mavericks then Nets come on man if they lose three of those games it's over with like I mean I guess I I can see why people why people would would say that you know right now a conspiracy Resign, yeah was going on because those are some two those are tough schedules but like you also said you being a Pelicans they've know, had the hardest schedule you said that they've had the hardest schedule so now you know they're kind of making things fair with giving them a, a easier schedule it kind of sucks at the time for everyone else but that's just how it is that's how it is. And the, if Portland would have won some of those games in the beginning, they might not have been in this situation. That's right. the thing. The Pelicans had a really tough schedule, whereas Portland and the Grizzlies had an easy schedule. And leading up to the end, the Pelicans were supposed to have an easy schedule. And, and if that would just be hypocritical for the league to just be like, oh, yeah, y'all had a hard schedule. We're just going to keep it hard for y'all just, just to make it fair for the Grizzlies and the Portland. But y'all didn't make it fair for us in the beginning. So it's like you got to do it right. And. I'm just being honest. Who would you rather see in the playoffs? John Morant, Zion Williamson, or Dame Lillard? I'm going Zion. Say not only in like not only because of like those players, but also because of teams. I, yeah, I just feel like the the Pelicans are more like we've seen. I'm not trying to downplay the, the Blazers, but we've seen. You no, know, it's the same team that's going to the playoffs. Like they don't really make too many big changes. 
And the, I think the Lakers sweep Portland if Portland makes it. Whereas the Pelicans are going to lose, but I think the I think the idea of having Lonzo, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart versus the Lakers, that emotion, having Anthony Davis's old team, I just think that's a more compelling series. Experience too, like I just think it's also good for it's also good for experience as well. And I, I just think it's more exciting. I don't think the the Grizzlies are as exciting as the Pelicans are. Nowhere near. I just think that the the Pelicans have more. The Grizzlies are one. They they need another. They need a veteran to help Josh Jackson. I mean, not ja- to help Jaron Jackson Jaren. and uh, John Morant because I think Jaron Jackson and John Morant will be a great duo for Zion and Brandon Ingram in the future. They just need they need another player. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that'll come in due time. I think that, that, that I, I think the plan definitely to build around those two. <laughs> for sure. But it's ball. a great plan. And also, speaking of the future, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram have both stated they love playing in New Orleans and they don't see themselves leaving at all. That's great news for the Pelicans organization to be able to keep Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. That's a future big three. And, oh, I just before we get up out of here, I thought there was, in, there was an interesting debate on Twitter, and I know Justin's going to hate this. Justin is going to hate what I'm about to say. But there were people talking about point guards, young point guards, and who would you rather? They're saying, should would you rather Trey Young being on the Pelicans and Lonzo Ball or De'Aaron Fox being on the Pelicans and Lonzo Ball? And they had some, uh, they had De'Aaron Fox, Trey, Trey Young, Lonzo Ball. Who was another one they had in that list? I'm trying to think. They, who's another young point guard, Justin? Just give me a young rookie, a young point guard. Oh, John Moran was on that list. Um that comes to mind. That's, I, I mean, think I think that might have been it. I think that might have been it. But just for the sake of conversation, they were saying that they would take all of those over Lonzo Ball. And then I saw uh, Brandon Ingram's trainer, um, Josh Jason Maples, or he's he was his trainer and his AAU coach. He was like, for that team, Lonzo Ball is the best case scenario with John Morant being second. And I think I agree with that because yes, John Morant is great and he can play good defense, but he demands the ball more so. Whereas Lonzo Ball. He doesn't demand the ball. He plays great defense where you can get the ball to Brandon Ingram, you can get the ball to Zion, and he can facilitate. I think Lonzo Ball is the best point guard for this Pelicans team. Do you disagree with that, Justin? Would you think Trey Young, John Morant, or De'Aaron Fox makes this team better? I think all of those players do make that make the team better, but it's just that I've seen what the Pelicans have done with Lonzo Ball so far. So I'm gonna have to go, and also you know Lonzo's not a shooter, so it doesn't take away from Brandon Ingram. And, and he plays good defense. He plays better defense than all of those guys. <laughs> That's probably the biggest thing is the defense. I think he's a better defender out of all those other guys, and a better playmaker in my opinion. Now play, playmaker, I could say you got Trey Young, you got uh, De'Aaron Fox. Those are scorers, though, more than yeah. Uh, Lonzo's more of a passer. Now Trey can pass too, but Trey's a shooter, and Lonzo's defense is better. So I just think that. Lonzo is a better fit. Fit, yep. And that's all I was arguing. I wasn't saying I wasn't saying he's a better I wasn't saying he's a better point guard. I was just saying he's a better fit for the Pelicans. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Schubert, how do you feel about that? Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I think Lonzo's been a really solid fit for the Pelicans. And look, Uh, I think I think think Lonzo can become an All Star at some point. I do too. Sure, Sure. and it's good to hear that. I've seen reports that you know the Pelicans are really into keeping him and Ingram long term. 
thinks the right call. It should be those two and Zion as your three. Yep, you can and build you, around that pretty solid. And I'm sure you're gonna have to get rid of some of these guys. You have future, to get rid of but, Drew, and it's okay. Yeah, probably. And that's okay because that builds room for getting you another veteran or having Nikhil Alexander Walker grow and become that third scoring option. Because let's not act like uh, Naw wasn't balling in summer league and shown that he has potential to be a scoring option. He doesn't have to be the first or the second, but he has the skill set to be that third option. I, I like him a Maybe. lot. I do too. I mean, I'm a big Nikhil Alexander-Walker fan. But that's all we got this week, ladies and gents. Uh, Schubert, tell the people they can find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14. You can listen to the Bros Who Binge. We talked a lot of news this week. Great episode um, this week. You know, Jamie Foxx wants to play Mike Tyson in a biopic. Uh, Michael know, Michael Keaton's going to be in the Flash. You know, lots of lots of stuff that we you know gave our two cents about. One hundred percent. Y'all be sure to check that out on all platforms where you listen to podcasts today. Uh, Justin, tell the people they can find you on social media. Yeah, you guys can find me um, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, LinkedIn. At Justin Baptiste 22 also uh, TrajanLays.com. Facts. Now, uh, I've been covering the NBA draft of top prospects. So if you want, you know, just get updated or see, you know, who's probably the top guys in the draft, you know, check it out. TrajanLays.com. Look, if you're a basketball fan and you don't know who your team can take, you don't understand like some of these players because we didn't have a tournament. Justin's website, TrajanLays.com, gives you all that information. Literally, when we talk draft. I'm going to be referring to Justin's articles all the time. They're the things that are educating me right now. Y'all be sure to check that out because he is literally our NBA draft guy and he has great, great takes on those. Be sure to check out TrajanLays.com. But you can follow me at LimBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge, like Schubert said. Uh, me and Chris will put out an anime talk, uh, I guess, season finale wrap-up for Tower of God because we didn't get to review it last week, so we cover that. You can find that on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube Bros Who Think Network. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out uh, Bros Who Binge next week as well as Anime Talk. A lot of good content coming out next week. But until then, for Brooklyn, for Schubert, for Justin, for David Grubb, for Charles, my name is Lennon Burton. You guys have a great, great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. But until then, have a good one. Peace. Shawty so bad, she a wee too. Wearing the cosplay for me and it's see-through. She got her ass on her looking like Kjo. And she a hustler, grind for the peso. Uh, grabbing your waist while we both watch the hentai. Wanna go rounds, but you won't make it this time. Loving the taco guy, she can't get over me. Calling me over the beat of her ovary. I get the sheet sweat, she got me twisted. We fucking the key sweat. She need a break. Time to rotate, deep breath. Say you ain't never had sex with a wee bit. Do what I gotta do, bet I won't back out. Feel like the rock, I'ma give her the smackdown. Having fun with it, your body my playground. <laughs> on game. I'm so determined to see you about to the point where I'm starting to need you. She wanted a realist, that's just how I'm feeling. They say, who you talking about? I'll call Alina. Came out from Philly, I can't wait to see you. Feel the connection, me meeting you truly a blessing. But you in my life in a way that I'm stressing. It's you that I want and I won't second guess it. Yeah. Ooh, she got too much baggage. Can't forget it. Too much happened. I can't make it all to you. Do what I gotta do Send that address, baby, I sit outside and I wait Call her champagne soon as we get home Lil' mama pop that shit in my face Waist on ain't one ass on welfare Mama still home and she on welfare
Say you tryna get a new job so that you can give her like half of your paycheck. Uh, tie them cutting off lights. Pour a coating, cut it with Sprite. Lady, that's how you dealing with life. Letting it kick and feeling real nice. But that don't last long, it's temporary. It's short lived like February. Gotta be strong, gotta muscle through it. We know the struggle is hereditary. Build, build like Coke bottle with no clothes on. Hit from the back on the hips, how I hold on. These hoes need to take notes on. How you do when you show off? I don't wanna make you famous, baby. But can you just remind me what your name is, baby? Ooh, she got too much baggage. Can't forget it. Too much happened. I can't make it up to you.